0: Coming up on TMS, I don't eat meat company on the love boat, but family matters in the it's, full house. It's a kit catapult. Put the ja, put the jack-o'-lantern where the sun don't shine.
1: The fun size will barely leave a mark.
0: Smarties, the gateway to cocaine. Two-dog night. Cracker barrel apologist. Necco wafers are people. Mom created the war.
1: Orange butt, white tip. Nudity and swears with Gidget. Give me the Hasselhoff face.
0: Nostalgia flavored plastic with Wendy and more on this episode of
2: The Morning Stream. Hello everybody, I'm here in my room just sitting here doing nothing i ain't going to do nothing i'm gonna sit here and sit here
3: bye all right you've had your little joke now tell us about it
1: where did you get that haircut in the army this is the morning stream goot everybody. Welcome back to the Morning Stream. It is October 1st, 2020. Brand new month. The month of October. That's right. Fall is here. Halloween's right up your bum. We're ready to roll. Let's go. <laughs> uh, I'm Scott Johnson. That's Brian Ibbitt. Up oh, your bum with Halloween! That's right. Put that jack-o'-lantern where the sun don't shine. Get the candy out.
3: Cheers. Uh,
1: what else yeah. you doing for Halloween? You got the candy? Hey, crazy the, neighbor uh, says
0: that Halloween's canceled. And he's and he said it seriously. He, oh. he totally believes that Halloween is canceled.
1: Really? That's surprising. Yeah. I think a,
0: it just changes. I think it's, you know, we just have a slightly different Halloween, but I don't think it's cancelled. I think, you know, it's still
1: celebrate in your own way. Halloween. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Dress up, you know, yeah. have, have a little uh, you know, uh, I don't know what you do. Do do those oh, things. We're gonna, you know, I was thinking about the
0: PVC pipe thing, and I've talked about it a couple times on the show, but what about a what about a uh Candy pult, right? Like it's a catapult <laughs> that fires candy out to uh, the sidewalk. Okay,
1: I'm in. That doesn't seem dangerous or liable at all. Doesn't seem like
0: uh, no, not at all. Well, I mean, you know, we can't all be full size bars like some people. <laughs> hey, you get, hey. Hit, you get hit with a fun size, it's barely gonna leave a mark.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. You get yeah. the little ones are no big deal, but yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, look. I'm not saying you shouldn't do it. I'm saying, in fact, I'm saying you should do it and then you should document it on film sure. so that anything you film will be used against you in a court of law. That's what will happen there. A
0: kit catapult. Oh, I just invented it. It's going to be called a kit catapult and it's only going to serve fun size Kit Kats.
1: Yep. And you could have a little machine called the Smarty Farty, which would uh, make a little <laughs> a little fart sound and shoot Smarties at kids. Sure, sure. Not Canadian Smarties, okay? We know you guys got some weird other thing called Smarties. We're not right. talking well, about those.
0: Well, their Smarties are M and M's.
1: Oh, that's or, true, uh, aren't they? Basically, right? They're chocolate with. Uh,
0: so yeah, chocolate with a candy shell. Yeah. I mean, they have M and M's as well, but I think their Smarties are M and M's. Our Smarties are just sugar made into brightly colored discs.
1: Yeah, they're basically pills of sugar.
0: Yeah, and but
1: they're, uh, but they're but the blue ones are the best. Don't snort them, is all I want to put out there. I had a friend. who oh, really? snor- I had a friend who crushed them up and snorted them in high school. I think I've talked about this. And he would snort yeah, them. Have. Yeah. And he's all messed up now. His nasal stuff is all jacked. But I also think he did cocaine. Really? In the 90s. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, yeah, his nasal stuff is all jacked up. But I also think he did cocaine. Yeah, okay, well, I think there was
1: a whole drug problem in general, and it started. Yeah, I
0: think we we may have identified the actual source of right. the problem.
1: You know, they say snorting snorting smart crushed up smarties is the gateway drug to harder stuff.
0: So. It is right, exactly. Once you uh, once you move from the pink smarties, it's like, oh, I need a bigger rush. I guess
1: coke. <laughs> <laughs> he even this is the same or did habit. he
0: did he stop at Mentos first and uh, oh yeah a that's Mentos. a good idea a Mentos Necco, and then f-
1: Necco wafers f- chase it down with a diet coke see what happens oh Necco oh, yeah, wafers like- dude jeez did you have to bring <laughs> those up the worst candy ever created by man
0: oh okay wait wait worse I mean they're they're very close to the bottom but you've got those those peanut butter chews that are wrapped in either black or dark orange wax paper
1: those are pretty bad
0: those are pretty bad which yeah. is worse neko wafers or those oh. peanut butter chews
1: well there's a cleanliness to the neko wafer right it's almost like future food something they might hand out in logan's run or something as a treat uh, yeah but they're really yeah. boring like like
0: something that, is, that that's more that's supposed to be kind of good for you <laughs> like it's made from people yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, circus peanuts oh, we're getting a lot of talk about circus peanuts in the uh, chat room too circus oh
1: peanuts I don't is... know I could sometimes do a circus peanut it's okay they're not uh, that bad and bit but whoever put bit of honey in there you're wrong those are good
0: uh, bit of honey was fine until I get fillings now it's like, <laughs> no, now true, it's just yeah.
1: constant fear yeah that's you're playing with fire if you chew those when you got totally like, a crown or a filling of any kind you're screwed yeah uh, oh my but gosh, Jinx Neco- says he likes ne- Necco wafers Also, you're spelling it wrong But either way, uh, we're, we're canceling your account You've been banned from the chat <laughs> You're not allowed here anymore uh, yeah. circus peanuts are fine you can leave,
0: out, leave out, so what we'll do is We'll leave out, uh, for the trick-or-treaters this year We'll leave out bags of Necco wafers Those peanut butter chews And circus peanuts And just say, and a little sign that says, take one yeah. No, you must take one
1: <laughs> Or more, <laughs> please
0: <laughs> we'll just see what happens if we have three full bags at the end of the night.
1: Uh, can't no one sent candy corn here? Surprised. Candy corn. I, you know
0: what? I like candy corn, and and shoot me, but I do I, like. Candy I do corn. too. I like, and I like the traditional candy corn, not the weird offshoots that they seem to bring out every year. That's yeah, like those are no good. Pumpkin spice candy corn, and
1: yeah, the chocolate, chocolate, the chocolate ones are bad, man. They're, They're really
0: bad. bad. Oh, they taste like it's like the worst fakest chocolate flavor ever.
1: Yeah, but you get the the white tip, the medium orange middle. Or no, yellow middle, bottom orange. No, what's the pattern? Oh,
0: yeah. oh it's like a trivia question already, Scott. Here, let me, let me. I believe it's orange, yellow, white, starting at the bottom. Big white orange butt, oh, the yellow yeah, yeah, midsection, yeah. white
1: white tip. You're right. So it goes. It, it it's it's a gradient from dark to light. It is a gradient. Yes. Okay. It's a, exactly. <laughs> this has got to be you know, the most intense. Speaking of uh, pumpkin spice, here. yeah.
0: Uh, Tina's parents get milk from a uh, a milk truck. And one of the things that they started inexplicably offering in September Mm. is um, eggnog. Because, you know, who doesn't think eggnog when uh, school's starting back up?
1: (laughs) Sure, it's the time for eggnog, everyone. Celebrate.
0: Right. So uh but they have pumpkin spice eggnog and it's uh sugar-free pumpkin spice eggnog. And she's like, Do you want me to order some? And I'm like, Oh yeah, sure, why not? So we bought a bottle of it. Here's the cool thing. Yeah. Um, this is Tina hates pumpkin spice. She hates pumpkin. She's not a pumpkin fan. She she likes there were like pumpkin, there was a pumpkin cake that she liked once, and that's about it. (laughs) But pumpkin pie is the devil to her. Yeah. She won't do pumpkin pumpkin spice anything. So I walk up to the kitchen, I open the fridge, I take out the uh Plastic bottle of pumpkin spice, young screw off the top and gluk, gluk, jerk, jerk, jerk. just drinking right from the bottle. I don't have to pour that stuff in a glass. It's oh, all man. mine.
1: Did you feel like you needed to hide from your mom after or anything like that? Kind of, okay. yeah. Because yeah. I would, my mom would kill me if she saw me do that. Well, that's
0: awesome. <laughs> Listen, is it, if it's if I'm the only one in the house that's drinking it, then
1: is it good? Like, would you rate it highly? It is good.
0: It's um, it's. I'd say flavor-wise, it's, uh, I mean, the sugar-free, you've always got that kind of twinge of, like, saccharin or sweet and low or whatever the flavor sure. is, but, sure. um, I'd say the flavor is, like, 90% eggnog, 10% pumpkin spice. It's oh. a very faint pumpkin okay. spice. That,
1: that's how I would like it. I would like it yeah. mild, not overwhelming.
0: Yeah. But I've been trying it as a creamer,
1: because it acts as both a
0: creamer and a sweetener in my coffee. Oh,
1: very nice. Yeah. Not to, not,
0: this is just regular, but, um. Yeah.
1: No, Brian, don't roll like that. Oh, wait, today it's not in your little heat cup thing. It's
0: not in the Ember mug because um, I realized I ran out of my, I went out and got Starbucks this morning for Tina and I, and uh, finished it up, and I'm like, I think I need another cup of coffee, but I don't want to do a whole uh, French press of yeah. the Kahawa coffee.
1: Yeah, it's a lot as of work. Good as that
0: would be. Yeah. It is a lot of work, so I'm like, eh, I'll just make a little, you know, single cup of the uh, Dewey Egberts.
1: There you go, Dewey Egberts. Which is just
0: fine. Always just fine with the Dewey Egberts
1: uh okay i have a thing to share with you that you yes. hopefully can help me understand well it's not hard to understand my dogs are dumb <laughs> <So> I, <laughs> okay <laughs> we have currently we used to be a two-dog household and then we became uh-huh. a two a three-dog household briefly and then nick took boomer and now we're a two-dog household again so we got sure ellen ripley the new puppy dog the Weimar reiner who's gonna get huge one day and uh, she's doing great she's awesome everyone loves everyone loves her she's great cool It's Uh, like a
0: revolving door of dogs in your house, isn't it?
1: You take her outside. She pees immediately. You take her in. You feed her. You take her outside. She poops immediately. You're done. She's so easy that way. Rainer is not. She's a nervous nilly and has a bunch of like OCD things she has to do before she can even pee. She's just so weird. Anyway, whatever. These two dogs, they've been great. They're getting along. It's all good in the hood, except... Here's this thing. It used to be when a siren would come, a, uh, like a like a uh, ambulance or, you know, uh, fire, fire, what am I, what's that called? Fire truck. <laughs> <laughs> they'll come down the road and they'll <laughs> burr, and Rainer will every time go you know, she'll just go into a howl yeah. mode every time. Yeah. Boomer never did. She didn't bother. It didn't bother her at all. The new dog doesn't care about the siren it cares about what rainer's doing so <laughs> this, gotcha. is, this is what happens now the siren will happen it'll be a ways off rainer will go and then the other dog will join in and go and then <laughs> then the siren's long gone like it's driven four hundred billion sure. miles away nobody can hear it sure. anymore but the dogs are now in this row 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 your boat pattern
0: oh really so it's it's uh they're setting it each other up. It still cycles back and forth between the two of
1: them now? Yeah. So now they it's got this the vocal. worst game
0: of telephone ever. Yes. Basically.
1: Yes. They're, it's like a little baton, a little vocal baton being thrown between these two dogs. So I, I recorded it. Uh, oh, actually, good. This is actually on Carter's phone, but I want you to hear this so you can okay. see what I'm talking about. This is, by the way, all of what you're about to hear is after the siren is gone. The cop is okay. way gone. No more <laughs> cops. She can't hear it anymore. This is what we hear. like this until you stop them. You, they think that, you, that they just keep doing it. Uh, until you bump the turntable. This is
0: basically <laughs> what... Uh that's fantastic
1: it's so Jeez. annoying because they're so I hope, stupid
0: i hope it never like a fire truck never goes by when you guys aren't home because they'll be tuckered out by the time you get home from <laughs> yeah i mean that's the, actually
1: that's the thing i would have done different when this got recorded is if i had thought about it i'm like oh let's test it and see how long they actually yeah. go because most yeah. of the time they get interrupted and that's why they stop that's what happened here we walked out oh, there and then geez. they saw us and went oh okay time to stop being idiots but they're just so stupid oh my gosh they're so dumb but they're great yeah. they're great i love my dogs don't get me wrong are you
0: gonna get people driving by your house and just playing siren noises because you know people <laughs> know where you live. they're just gonna like <laughs> <laughs> just to, just to see if they can get get them started
1: i mean we have a couple of um we have some listeners nearby they could totally take advantage of this if they want
0: to. <laughs> hammond get on this please yeah
1: hammond, <laughs> hammond you know what's up um all right we're gonna we're gonna do what we do at the, well normally we do it last week but it's an, uh, we we pushed it because we needed to yes. and now we're gonna have we to. Uh, an end of month moment with Gidget. Uh, here's the problem. There she is. Okay, I couldn't find her.
0: <laughs> here's the problem. There she is. Here's... <laughs> I don't think that's what you meant, but nope. I love it.
1: Nope. I meant to say, here's the problem. I can't find her, but then I did and all is well now. All right, we're going to do this.
2: <laughs> Trivial things.
1: With Gidget Von LaRue all the way from down under. Uh, look at that. Ooh, she's, she's wearing a redhead lady. today. Yeah, look at that. That's cool. What's that about? I like it.
4: Isn't it, is it uh, the, uh, like I bought this cheap wig from some local shop and it was just horrendous and this is what it previously looked like by the way hang on
1: oh oh was that what it was supposed to be (laughs) took some
0: scissors to it
1: yeah wow I
4: cut the crap out of this because I look like Betty Davis in you know I've gone completely mad movie. Right, right. So wow, yeah. So uh, no, so I like it. I, I like I it short. This. Yeah, it's cool. Thank you.
0: You kind of got a uh, one of the one of the women from Banana thing going on. <laughs> not not
4: yeah, not Shaban,
0: sort of- <laughs> who has like
1: really big hair, but one of the other two. Yeah, their names we don't know. I
4: was thinking if it was black, it could be sort of Joan Jett, but um, oh, yeah, I would get a black wig and chop chop that a part two. Yeah, I can see see Jones. Is it
0: it Molly Ringwald? Did she, I think she had lighter red hair,
1: right? Molly Ringwald? depended on the movie, I think. Yeah. I think think
4: she went through the Nicole Kidman thing of like light red hair, then dark red hair, then red hair, then yeah.
1: Yeah. One of your people, Nicole Kidman. She's from down there where you're from.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I know. One of your people. (laughs) She's our bitch.
1: Yeah, she's one of yours. Uh,
0: All right. What what do uh, what do Australians think of uh, Nicole Kidman these days? Because I know you know there have been actors who've who've left Australia and gone on to do things, and they're like you know, well, Hogan Hogan is uh, probably the big you know the big one I'm thinking of where he's like kind of not welcome back. (laughs) Oh, is that true? No, no no,
4: no one in Australia is not welcome back. Yeah, it's only if they if it's only if they you know, Nick off overseas and then dish Australia. And it's like, well, ah. you don't like it. Stay where you're gone. Right. Okay, yeah. cool. Right. Yeah.
1: That's why the Hemsworths are in good company everywhere they go. They talk very highly of their home, but they're also big stars everywhere else. So, yeah, uh, good job. They're, they're
4: lovely. They keep, they keep running into, cause I think they, uh, have Chris Hemsworth's got a place up in Byron Bay. Which, which is way, way up on the sort of uh, New South Wales Queensland border, mm-hmm. and he keeps running into like news crews that are doing stories on drowned kids and stuff, and he's like in the background like <laughs> waving and. Stuff
1: Wait a minute! He like- <laughs> <You> just <you> he <laughs> buried the <laughs> lead. There, what's the there's yeah. a bunch of drowned kids. That sounds bad.
0: What's going on it with does, the drowned yeah. kids? Let's see lifesaver like. Uh, yeah. Like
1: Tom Cruise. Yeah. Does he go to help? Does he? Because has he saved any kids from drowning? That'd be cool. Probably not. He's, oh, th- he's okay. Thor, you know. I, he did announce, I don't know if it was yesterday or today,
0: but he did announce that uh, he's he's not done with Thor yet. Like D- Thor Love and Thunder won't be the last Thor movie.
1: Oh, yeah, I think he's Evans, cool to Evans going. can
0: leave whenever he wants, but uh, Hemsworth's in for the long
1: haul. I think Evans is out. You might get a cameo out of something. I thought the, the
4: last Thor movie, I thought, was better than the first two.
1: Oh, yeah, sure. combined? Because Absolutely. I think
4: due to the New Zealand director, he just let him... He's a funny guy.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. You
4: know, so yeah. let him be funny. You yeah. know, it was it was all a totally. bit too intense. And, the those, first and those
0: Marvel movies work so much better when there's a little bit more humor to them. I mean, Ant Man's a great example. Thor, um, Yep. Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy, great example of it. And you look at yep. some of the dour ones like Thor, Dark World, and and
1: yeah, you know, that's one why- of fun What's Dad- ones there.
4: What's Deadpool? Is
1: that, yeah, Deadpool's, What is Deadpool? Did,
0: yeah. Is that uh, Marvel or Deadpool. He's Marvel. Yeah, He's, yeah, he's Marvel, he's Marvel yeah. but he's he's not... Um,
1: he's Dirty Marvel. He's in
0: that... Uh, he's
1: Dirty Marvel. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was part of that whole Fox thing, but now I think he is Marvel proper? Yeah. Or Disney proper? They are, yeah.
1: but whether or not that means... Yeah. We don't know what that means yet, because Disney, you know, they could do it under... They could still do it under a different studio name, kind of like Hulu's mm-hmm. the place for their... <laughs> So who is the place where you can go and have some nudity and swears, but on Disney right. it's like, eh. Well, we like eh. those. Yeah. Well, yeah, sure. of course you do. Yeah. Right? They're fun. Speaking of which, today is uh, Trivial Things, which means <laughs> yeah. we're going to get trivial questions or trivia questions from you about stuff in our sort of nerd house. Uh, I have no idea what our topic is today, so I have zero preparation for cool. this. Yeah. So why don't you tell us what it is this week? What are we doing?
4: Okay. All right. So I think New this Nudity and swears. <laughs> Yeah, it's porn. Oh, great. Perfect. (laughs) So I hope you've been up to scratch. Uh, No, it is actually, uh, it's 80s TV shows. Oh, But I make sure to do American TV shows, not British or Australian or Canadian or, you know, European or Asian. And
0: and this is mostly going to be centered around uh, Love Boat, Fantasy Island, less stuff like, you know... uh, Dukes of Hazard and Knight Rider and the yeah. A-Team stuff I didn't watch. Like, it's mostly going to be the stuff I watched, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, of course.
4: It's, it's basically all Golden <laughs> Girls questions. Oh, good. Oh, good. Sorry. Okay. All right. Yeah. I watched
1: a lot of Golden thank you Girls. For,
0: thank you for giving this to Scott.
1: <laughs> <laughs> thank you for being a friend. All right. Friend. Yep.
4: Dun, 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 dun. All right. So Scott won the last round.
1: Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, Hiding I the guess chat room it's right Brian's right time. Yes. Oh yeah! yeah. Hi, chat, uh, chat room. That.
1: There you go. All right, chat rooms out.
4: Bye bye. Okay. All Love right. you, chat room.
1: Yep, you're the best. Yep. All okay. Right. All right. So,
4: Brian and yes. and it's they're all multiple choice. I'm going to make all the quizzes multiple choice. Okay. Right. More fun for me. More fun for you. Okay. Sure. So, all right. Which Friends star acted in a part of the TV show Family Ties? Hmm. Was it Jennifer Aniston, Matthew Perry? Courtney Cox or Lisa Kudrow?
0: This is, uh, Courtney Cox. She was a girlfriend of uh, Alex's, I think.
4: Yep, Lauren Miller, Alex's girlfriend for the last two seasons of the series. Wow,
1: did not know it. I would have gotten that wrong. Bam. Mm-hmm. All
4: right, you might, you might like this one a bit more, Scott. All right. Okay, so number two, on the TV show Full House, how were <laughs> Danny and Jesse related? A, they were brother-in-law... B, they were cousins. C, they were work colleagues. Or D, they were not related, just good friends.
1: Oh jeez, I hated Full House, so this is going to be hard. Um, I'm going to say they were brothers-in-law. law
5: mm-hmm.
4: That would be correct.
1: Okay. Phew. Yeah, that sounded right because it seemed like somebody was married to somebody's sister and uh, yeah. And, that, yep. and and literally yep. that's a family tie. But even though that's not family ties, but you know what I mean? Like it's a, it's a family tie that would be.
0: Yes, literally, it's a family tie, which is another show. <laughs> anyway, all right.
4: crazy guys yeah. mixing up all kind of, TV shows. Yeah. They kind
0: of made their own little love boat, but yeah. that was a different show. <laughs> it was it kind would of have an been, island, little bit of three's company, but that was a different
1: show. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Ugh. All right, Brian's turn. Yeah,
4: all right, Brian's turn. All right, sir. Yes. So, yeah. uh, so number three. Uh-huh. Oh, got to move my notebook. Hang on. All right, right. Okay. Uh, a Mediterranean sheep herder comes to the United States and lives with his distant cousin in Chicago. Which show was this? Oh. Was it Too Close for Comfort, Hello Larry, Highway to Heaven, or Perfect Strangers?
0: Oh, I like that you throw uh, Hello Larry in there as kind of a <laughs> – kind of a fake out because the guy's name was Larry yeah. and Balky they were perfect strangers is what they were yeah
4: yes they were. correct easy
1: woman <laughs> all right yep it
4: ran, for, it ran for eight seasons from 1986 to 1993 uh, and yeah
1: Bronson Pinch, pinch <laughs> Pinchot Pinchot Bal-
0: <laughs> that's Pinchot pinch. Pinchot is it? yeah they pronounce it
4: Pinchot espresso with a lemon twist <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> Beverly <Hills Cop>.
1: yep <laughs> yep all right
4: Okay, who's been smoking?
1: No, I've—literally <laughs> me, because there's still smoke in the valley. Yeah, exactly. Smoke. Yeah,
0: it's all second. <laughs> we're all getting our smoke secondhand.
1: Yeah, secondhand California what?
4: smoke. How? Oh, because the oh, fires. California
0: wildfires. We actually went some Colorado mountain fires too.
4: Damn. Yeah,
1: it's messing Stuff my throat, throat up. It's mountains. making me super throaty. It's driving me crazy. Anyway.
4: Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Um. Or stay safe, everybody.
1: Yeah, stay safe. All right.
4: Yeah, we, oh, we we had those at the beginning of the year and they were just an absolute monster and they were very close to our house too. Yeah. All right, so right. Scott. That.
5: Yeah.
4: All right, and, and remember, if you can't answer, it can go to the other person. All right, Scott, so number four, Bo and Luke's car, the General Lee, in the Dukes of Hazard, was A, a 1967 Corvette Stingray, B, a 1966 Ford Shelby Mustang, C, a 1969 Dodge Charger, or D, a 1962 Ford Galaxy 500.
1: Um, the Charger, I believe.
4: You are exactly right.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> that was a hard one. We all grew up
4: with these TV shows. Mm-hmm. You, yeah, you I did. I never watched them, but that would have been like, my guess. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We got we started getting these TV shows in Australia, so we were familiar with them as well and loved them. Before that, it was all British shows. Yeah. And I think the same with Canada as well. Yeah. Okay. So Brian, number yeah. five, the bar in, <laughs> the bar in Cheers was set in which US city? <laughs> oh, <geez>. Boston, Massachusetts. <laughs> Queens, New York. Chicago, Illinois, or Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Really?
1: Now, Brian, take yes. your time, okay? Take uh, your time. A little
0: known fact that the, uh, <laughs> the actual Cheers Bar is a place called the uh, Bull and Finch, and it's located <laughs> on uh, Red right from the park in uh, Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, <laughs> that,
4: that would be right.
0: Yeah.
4: I that, think you knew that before I you, even said yeah, that. Yeah, I think you <laughs>
0: No, I knew like, that if you said the bar. Oh, okay, yeah, probably. Yeah, sure the
4: the bar, and you went. Yeah, I know, I know that one. Yeah, yeah
5: that's
0: a yeah. One. Okay,
4: Scott, uh, number six. What was George Papad's character name in the A Team? Was it A John Templeton Peck, B Captain Howling Man Murdoch, C Captain Boscuba Baracus, or D John Hamilton Smith?
1: Uh, John Hamilton Smith. That is correct.
4: Yeah. <laughs> oh, your boys are doing so well. I'm, I'm so kind proud of glad of you. I
1: didn't get that one. I knew it wasn't Ba Baracus,
0: and I knew it wasn't Murdoch.
1: Yeah. Well,
4: yeah. that was the only, that was the only one. That actually, stopped Colonel.
0: Yeah. I guess oh, I would have. One. I would have gotten it by process of elimination.
1: Yeah. The other two were. I didn't know Ba Baracus. Spell that. How would yeah, you say Baracus? What was his
0: full name again?
1: Yeah.
4: Captain Bosco Ba Baracus.
0: Bosco.
1: Bosco Baracus.
0: I didn't
4: huh. know that. I think that was Mr. T. Yeah. It yeah. Was. It was.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah Wasn't that Mr. T? <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was good. All right. So Oop. far, so right. far, no wrong answers. Right. We're doing Sweet, good.
4: sweet, sweet. You're doing yeah. so yep. well. Yeah. All right. Yep. So, uh, Brian. Yeah. All right. How did Detective Lieutenant Michael Arthur Long in the show Knight Rider become Michael Knight? Oh, A. He was approached by Flag for secret justice work. B. He crashed his old car, thus inheriting a new name and kit. C, he had a near-fatal shot to the face, giving him a new identity. Or D, the foundation of law recruited him after serving in the military. Oh,
0: okay. This sucks because, as Scott knows, (laughs) and much of the chat room knows, I never saw an episode of Night Rider. Yeah. all right. Based on the fact that they used Hasselhoff, I'm going to say that um, disfigurement and and facial stuff, even getting shot, near, nearly shot in the face, is probably not it. Right. So recruiting ideas. him seems like something else. Like that's another show that I, I should be thinking of.
4: No, it was. It was uh, all. All the answers are part of the show.
0: Oh really? These are all things mm. from the show.
4: Yeah, yeah. I decided to be a bitch regarding that, so I just, <laughs> I just put all so, the same. So really, things. I'm
0: just deciding which of these four things occurred in the origin, and all these things, the other three occurred later on in the show.
1: Basically,
4: go with your instincts.
1: Yeah, go with your. Gut. Oh God.
0: <laughs> you had, um, you all had right. it. All right.
1: Well, okay. You uh, did. you're not supposed to tell me had it.
0: Yeah, don't tell me I had it. Um sure Well, flag so. was the thing that sounded familiar to me. Although I thought that was a different show, I'm going to say it's the flag recruiting him. Uh, no, it's uh, the, the face shot in the, the face. The, God, face. It's the shot you in the were face. You right on there, Brian. It was shot in the face, it. really? Shot in the, the face. face.
4: <laughs> yep. How did they explain just, what? I, Hasselhoff's I good looks that he got, got shot in the face.
1: Yeah, he got. Yeah. So the, it's a pretty out there idea, right? Like they did. Yeah. I don't think it was ever a good origin story, but yeah, they. The whole idea was that he got shot in the face and that they gave him his new Hasselhoff face and part of the deal was he got this car... And also, you know, the reason the face was so well done is because the same people who have all this amazing tech did his face.
0: And, oh, sure. Okay. The, yeah. the people Plus
4: the car tech, face. It's super People dumb. who do car face, tech also face. have
1: face tech. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you know the old thing. about yeah, how it's they, like, I'd like Ford to do my next operation. Yeah, That'd exactly. Yeah. yeah, why not? I remember oh, uh, that out song he
4: sang in, on the Berlin Wall in Germany.
1: Oh, I don't remember what song uh, when, it when I was. brought down oh.
4: the Berlin Wall, uh,
1: it was. Um...
4: Freedom. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. The only one yeah, I can think lovely. of is, is
0: the uh, get into my car. Uh, not the not the Billy Ocean "Get Out of My Dreams and Into My Car," but
5: is there a get jump in my, my car, car? I want to
0: take you home or something like that.
1: Really? Ugh. Yes. I,
4: thought, I never bodies. I album. want to get
1: drunk and eat a burger on my floor
0: and
4: <laughs> sound like a lookie. <laughs>
1: <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> That's one. He has my. He and, he and <laughs> I That's share. Dad. He and I share you know, a birthday. We, so. We've all
4: had our parents do embarrassing you know stuff. That's a good point. Why exactly. Film, why film if, them doing that stuff? Like if a man can't get drunk and, drunk and, it was and eat divorced. a burger
0: on his own floor, yeah. what kind of world are we in? He's,
4: yeah, he's not at a bar or a restaurant. He's in his own right. bathroom. If he's yeah. drunk and eating a. Burger like a pig? Fine.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally anyway,
4: fine. I, I, I'd leave her out of the wheel. Totally normal. Um, anyway, so, okay. So, Scott stole that.
0: Yeah. Yes. He did. He
4: did. So, it's Scott's turn.
0: This is going to be the pull ahead. Damn it. This is the moment. Knight Rider
4: foiled
1: again. This is the moment. <sighs> All right.
4: So, number eight. Uh, what was Al Bundy's job in Married with Children? Oh, was he, A, a sports equipment salesman, a high school football coach, a woman's shoe salesman or a strip club DJ.
1: Uh, a Woman's shoe salesman. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, because the, the reason I knew that is because the others were all ridiculous. <laughs> even <laughs> of though course. that, even though that one yeah. is kind They're of ridiculous. They're too highfalutin. To for, yeah, it was uh, too, Bundy. <laughs> fa- too fancy for Bundy. So yeah, that had to be yeah.
4: All right. And Ed O'Neill was actually a high school football player.
1: No, oh, that's oh, cool. Was really, I believe yep. it. He's a big dude got the face for a high school football player first guy first he time does. i ever yeah, saw, <clears throat>
5: yeah, first time I ever saw ed o'neill
1: was in uh uh an episode of miami vice he was a dr- oh, uh, really? cocaine guy yeah dealer guy in there He was good huh. anyway he was very young in that all right
4: and and he's, so right. Right. he's in they've stopped modern family now haven't they
1: mm-hmm. right i don't yeah. know is yeah. it yeah okay
4: Anyway, no loss. <laughs> okay, um, number nine. Yeah. Bri, Bri. Yeah. All right. What Hawaiian island did Magnum PI do his private detective work oh, on? Was it Maui? <laughs> Hang on, i got to say them all. I know, um, say them all. Maui, Oahu, Lani, or Kauai?
0: Well, I would assume that the, the bulk of... Uh, uh, detective work that he'd need to do would be in the the island that has Honolulu on it. So I'm going to say, I'm going to guess Oahu.
4: You are correct.
1: Well done. That's where all the crimes happen. <laughs> all the crimes happen. <clears throat>
4: right I, I would stay with there with my my mom and my late stepfather around in Kahala Hilton, which is really close to where they filmed Magnum. Hmm. And oh. he also passed up on playing Indiana Jones. So
0: that's true. To do that, he also yeah, he was busy. Yeah, he yeah. also was uh, intended to be Charlton Heston's replacement to head up the NRA, and that kind of fell through.
1: Oh, I didn't know he was a gun guy. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he decided oh. that uh, that's a shitty job, and no, one
0: uh, yeah. <laughs> he probably did. He's like, I, yeah, I don't, I don't think I probably want that.
4: Best just to be quiet and just. Do his job. He,
0: he probably okay. said, uh, Hey, thank you, Charlton. I know I played a character named Magnum, but that doesn't mean I want to head up the NRA. But thanks.
4: I want to hold a Magnum.
1: <laughs> is he right, is that, Damn <laughs> you, dirty PI, he said. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. <sighs> <sighs> you killed them all. All right. right.
4: Gottsmeister. Yeah. All right. Number 10. Who owns a house in Miami in the show The Golden Girls? Is it Dorothy, played by Beatrice Arthur? Is it Rose, played by Betty White, is it Sophia, played by Estelle Getty, or is it Blanche, Rue McClallahan?
1: It's uh, B. Arthur's character owned the uh, owned the house, I think.
5: Bah! Oh,
0: ooh.
4: really? Over to Brian.
0: Shit. Crap. Like, well, give me some of the steel that I actually have an idea about. Uh, sure all right, so her. let's see. So we've gotten uh,
4: she's the B. Arthur out of the way. She's the one that I'm the most like. She, well, she's the alpha, so <laughs> don't I always... give any hints. <laughs>
0: Although, knowing that, I'm going to say it's Ru McClanahan. Gosh, dang <laughs> it. That's
4: <is> correct.
1: <laughs> Boo. Boo. Brian's All right, that puts us up to equal again. We're All right, diet, you're guys. equal. Yep, yeah. yep,
4: exactly. Okay, uh, number 11 for uh, Brian.
1: Me,
0: yes. Yeah.
4: Yes. All right, Don Johnson played James Sonny Crockett in Miami Vice. Who did Philip Michael Thomas play? Was it Angelo Angel Tubbs, Ricardo Rico Tubbs, <laughs> Julio Jesus Tubbs, or Filippo Filippo Tubbs? Oh, it's definitely Tubbs, <laughs> 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 Crockett Tubbs. This um, stuffed-up colonel, as well. This one, is like, yeah. I, okay. I'm leaning off?
0: towards I'm leaning towards Rico Rico Tubbs, but hold on a second. Say their first names again.
4: All right, Angelo Angel Tubbs. Yeah. Ricardo Rico Tubbs. Mm
5: -hmm.
4: Julio Jesus Tubbs (laughs) or Filippo Filippo Tubbs.
0: (laughs) I'm just going to stick with Rico. I think it might be wrong. Ricardo Rico Tubbs.
4: You are correct. Gosh dang it. Yay. <laughs> Damn I, it. I was
0: like all set to say, oh, he played Tubbs. And yeah. then all four answers ended with Tubbs. Yeah. pretty good. That was, a, that was, so good
4: was being question. nasty.
1: Yeah. That yes. was good. Yes. That yeah. was good. No, you took what would we have did. been a super we simple did. answer and you made it mm-hmm. hard. So good. I do job. like that. Yes.
0: Well done.
4: Yeah.
1: That's it. I like to tease you, boys.
4: All right. So number 12. This goes to Scott. All right. Who gives Ralph Hinkley, played by William Catt, his superhuman suit? in the greatest American hero is it extraterrestrials the US government he found the suit in an LA abandoned science lab or it was left to him by his superhero
1: parents uh the aliens
4: yes yeah, see i knew you guys would know you so this this is TV i wouldn't
1: call it a cheat but it's it's a little bit of not really a cheat i had to watch the pilot for this last fall with Tom Merritt for uh for Current Geek and so I, it's oh, I of fresh, kind of fresh in my head right now.
3: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, well even yeah even that Dang. I mean it's it's such an iconic that opening shot in the opening credits with the the aliens in front of him, and they take oh, off, and he's got the
4: suit. There on on are air, never I could be so George's silly. and
1: home. now <laughs> well, you're right, Brian. Brian, <laughs> one right. of the best Every...
4: ladies' theme songs for a TV show. Oh, it was great. Ever. It was great. Yeah,
1: uh, yeah, it was. Forgot his name. Joey, it, but, yeah. Joey Scarbury,
0: and uh, music written by Mike Post. Mike Post, that's right. Mm-hmm. He wrote oh, everything yeah, I in the eighties. Brian. I did. Damn right.
5: Couldn't just sing it. <laughs> no, Couldn't I got it. Just, I have to.
0: I have to get those. I have to get those.
1: Mike Post wrote everything, though. The entire 80s and some of the 90s are just Mike Post songs. It's crazy. Yeah. That guy. He had everything everywhere. He's great. Anyway.
4: Well, that's a great one.
1: Yeah. Okay. More posts than
0: cereal aisle. Yes, go
1: ahead, please. Uh,
4: (laughs) (laughs) No, you go. That's fine. It's me. I've got all the time in the world. Okay. All right. So uh, it is Brian, and it is what was the agency name that Maddie? Sybil Shepherd and David <laughs> Bruce Willis worked for in Moonlighting. Boo. Right, hear all of them first.
0: Oh, yes. Please give me those choices.
4: Yeah, the Daylight Shops. Detective Agency, <laughs> the Pale Moon Detective Agency, the Die Hard Detective Agency, <laughs> or the Blue Moon Detective Agency.
0: Yeah, yippee-ki-yay, it was
1: the Blue Moon Detective Agency. Yeah, it was the Anselmo case was never solved. I would yeah. have probably gotten that. Maybe right, but maybe wrong. But Brian was guaranteed oh, to get that right. You would have had like, right. you'd be, yeah. You You'd have
4: gone for Die Hard, wouldn't you?
1: No, I mean <laughs> would. Like, I'm pretty sure he would not hard. have gone, to die, gone for Die Hard. No, but Brian loved that show. It's a known fact how much. He yeah, actually, I actually oh, have the DVD that. box set of that show. Yeah, he loved it.
4: Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, you he right. head
1: over heels for that. Cool. All right, my turn. That worked
4: out well. Okay. So <laughs> number 14. Yeah. What was the first Fox series to win its time slot against the big three networks? Was it Full House, 21 Jump Street, Cheers, or Married with Children?
1: Well, the only two options are 21 Jump Street and Married with Children, because the other two you mentioned are not Fox. So <sighs> Boy, this doesn't this is not an easy one Um,
4: I didn't know who was going to get this question so I just threw it in there
1: no that's good Um, Mm -hmm. honestly it feels like a toss up I'll just say Mm -hmm. uh, let's see what would be the most I mean the most mainstream thing probably probably married with children
4: Nope. Ah, shit. Oh, I really could have gone, gone either definitely way. Definitely going
0: with Twenty One Jump Street because yeah, the other two are uh, ABC and CBS, I think, CBS. or NBC, and NBC. Yeah, they Correct.
1: might be both Brian NBC. Cheers, NBC. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Bless, bless your cotton socks. All right, this is the last question. So
1: wait, does that put Brian ahead close. by one? Is Brian yep, up? I'm ahead by one. Oh my gosh, this is not going well. All right, go. Either
0: lock things up or a tie. All
1: right.
4: <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll have to count because you both stolen off each other and. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think it's nearly about even. All right, so it's the first person in.
1: No, it's not. I've ahead by one. <laughs> yeah, but Brian's definitely ahead by one.
0: Yeah.
4: Oh, you're so technical. Yeah. yeah okay. Really...
0: <laughs> Listen, I got it again. Scott won the last one. I'm not. I'm not letting this uh, yeah. slip by from the. Uh, <laughs>
4: not letting fly. A... Oh, I don't know. I you're think things are roughly this. even. No. <laughs> Good on you, Brian. All right.
0: The line judge says, ah, it looked like a, probably was a touchdown. I wasn't watching, but that was probably a touchdown. (laughs) We're going to give it to them. (laughs) All right, go ahead.
4: (laughs) All right, first in. uh, In 1987, the TV series Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, who was Splinter banished from? The Hand Clan, the Foot Clan, the Palm Clan, or the Vagina Clan?
1: (laughs) I can rule one of them out right away. The Foot Clan. Oh wait, is this what a you're
0: talking about it's my question. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. You can't no, interrupt. it was open to both. It wasn't open to both. This was my question.
1: Oh, this is Brian's <laughs> question. Right.
0: And it was a play on the Hand Clan in the Daredevil comics. So it definitely was the Foot, oh, the Foot gotten, Clan. Oh, I would have
1: gotten her. Oh, it is Foot Clan then? It is Foot Clan. Oh. Yes. <laughs> I was making, I totally just <laughs> boy, boy,
4: I was are not you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that means so that means you that if that's the last question, Brian wins. By, oh, I got to give you a dink That means you won by 2 today? Do I have that right? Let's check. I chat. don't know. I, it's it's all. It's like a crazy mixed Thanks. It's upside down. Day. Hang on. Oh, hang chat
0: on,
4: hang room on. saying.
1: Okay, I, I just I, 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 I just.
4: It. I was writing your names next to them. I just pulled <laughs> up right, chat so, room so, and
1: it says nine to six. One. Brian won nine to six. Is that oh, true? Oh no, that's not oh, right. I thought.
0: I thought it was because uh, I only won by one. I, I only was ahead by one going to the last question. I thought.
1: That's what I thought. But they're saying you were up by two then. Hang
4: on. Someone's right. been giving the proper
1: score. Okay. Yeah, right, yeah
4: Dreadnecks is out.
0: saying six and nine as well. Tanner's saying six and nine. How is that possible?
1: Oh, Dreadnecks did the whole thing here. Let's see. Oh, so, question wow. one Brian question, Scott question. Uh, oh, I can't read all that.
5: Just
4: remember, <laughs> remember chat, the uh, guys, you know, when I'm back on again for Halloween, we need scorekeepers. <laughs>
5: oh, yeah, yeah
4: no. a already scorekeeper. had a few wines. These two have just woken up. We need,
5: people, <laughs> we
0: the need people. Yes, that's right. It needs to be somebody from the East Coast who's been up for yes. a while
1: yeah. and yeah. Uh, yeah, there you go. And uh, <laughs> well, either way, Brian wins. Either way, that we know so. Yes, that puts yeah. us it's a, at it's a
4: bri-bri win. So
1: that yep. I don't know what the overall is though. That's the other thing we haven't kept very good. You track won of. the
4: last one, Scott. Brian won this one. I'll try and find all my notes and try and pull it all together okay. for Halloween.
1: Ooh, Ooh Halloween! Yes. Ooh. I
0: say, and I say we reset like at the end of the year and and and. I think
4: so too. To
1: oh yeah, let's of do it once. Yeah, I like that. I like totally
4: that. totally agree. Totally agree. Th- that's yeah, like a... reset starts from zero and yep. it's all new quizzes. Uh, I think uh, next one I will do a scene that we at the Retro Cinema just released our top 10 80s action films. I will do action films after Halloween questions. So I hope you boys are both into horror.
1: Oh, I love yeah. horror movies. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah? Uh, oh, oh yeah. Okay, cool. yeah, especially old stuff. Better,
0: better go watch some more of it this month. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
4: I'll, I'll, do, I'll do horror from every decade. I'm not just going to cool. sit to one decade. So I'll do horror from... All decades. Okay, so, cool. Yeah, that'll be, that'll right. be fun.
1: Yeah, yeah, I look forward to that. That'll be rad. Uh will t- Tell people where Thank they get your show. Where can they get your Thank show you. so they know where to go? Where do they go? Where do they get your show?
4: Oh, okay. I'm um, <laughs> just talking to Google, the Retro Cinema Podcast. Uh, we just, As I said, we just did the top 10 80s action films of the 80s of all time. Both Angry Man and I did our own list. Uh, yeah. And we've recently done the fog and heathers as well. So go and go and check them out.
1: Go check them out. Only
4: an hour long podcast, and we don't swear, unlike I do on this show.
1: Oh wow! Look at that. Excellent. Uh, mm. Check it out, everybody. Gidget, have a fantastic month, and we'll see you at Thanks, the end boys. of October. Thanks, Gidget. Bye.
0: <laughs> it's not like she was surprised that we were going to give her a chance to plug the
1: show. I know. I always I do it every month. That's why I was laughing. Yeah. I was like, no, we, you know, you always get to plug. Oh,
0: oh, oh. Well, where can people minute, find I, me?
1: I wasn't I wasn't prepared <laughs> for this. Anyway, I do like uh, horror films. Horror, good, good, good games, Scott. Yeah, that was good. Uh, you know, we, even if even if our uh, our MC decided to switch up the rules and un, uh, unexpectedly, I, I kind of thought we were heading toward. Uh, we was just gonna just get every question right to the, to the end. I really,
0: thought. I thought so too. But you know, the friggin' Knight Rider yeah. <laughs> yeah. has to be a question about a show. Like you look at that list, and uh, I feel like I spent the entire '80s watching TV, but golden girls i wouldn't have had a um i wouldn't have had a shot with without you taking one off the board and her saying that it's a character that's most like her um night rider uh i probably would have gotten the uh i mean i would have gotten the 18 via um process of elimination and uh Duke, dukes of hazard it's like golly you know she didn't ask questions about all the shows that i watched
1: no except for uh, moonlighting right uh, moonlighting the moonlighting one came up and i went yeah ah, shit this is it this is where what we about diverged.
0: captain stobing <laughs> what about
1: uh, ricardo Montalbán? yeah where is that guy <laughs> what's up with that guy
0: <laughs> i guess it was more of a sitcom thing so that makes sense
1: yeah that's a good point all right i have a um, a quick thing here that i'm going to read yes oh yes uh, please do Let's see if I can find it, here it is.
0: Oh yeah, this, good. I was I was hoping. Yeah, this is a teachers, good one.
1: Um, I like this. So you're a you're a guy who appreciates music on all levels. Like if it's uh, you can get a cool vinyl that you want to collect or whatever, you go get it. Because you're yeah. that kind but of music guy.
0: But if it's also available streaming, I'll probably <laughs> you know the the problem with <laughs> the problem with vinyl is I've got a I've got a fairly decent turntable. But it's not easy to get out and hook up and record from and stuff like that. Plus, I want all my music digitally, so I'd have to rip it. Yeah, that's a pain. You know, it's like when Record Store Day comes along, it's like, oh, good, there's an album I don't have. Does it come with a little thing that lets you (laughs) download the album so you don't have to worry about playing the vinyl?
1: Yeah, there is something about having that vinyl and stacking it or putting it somewhere on the wall and, you know, showcasing it or whatever. But the pretty, pretty, you know, the
0: pretty uh, vinyl color, like the clear vinyl blue Patterned stuff like that.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, on vinyls, we got an email from Louis Loiho, who said the following, I'm listening to TMS 18, sorry, 1989, and you were talking about vinyl and why people buy them. This is a very important topic for me since I love music, and I'm also very curious to see what Brian especially thinks about the quote-unquote loudness war. Okay? Ooh. Which brings me to the reason I'm writing this. I buy vinyls because of the loudness war, not because I'm an old fart. I'm 48, by the way that thinks that vinyls sound warmer, not at all. Loudness War is basically the music industry making music louder by compressing the dynamic range of the music. Nothing to do with MP3s, that's just file compression. For CDs and digital, they can make the songs as loud as they want, but not for vinyls due to limitations of the physical media. They still make it as loud as possible, but there's uh, there's still a lot of dynamic range in a new mastered vinyl, which makes vinyl sound better than CDs or digital. <clears throat> digital, uh, digital. These could and used to sound better than vinyl. I have some albums on both CD, original uncompressed masters, and vinyl, like Dark Side of the Moon, and the CD is far superior in its sound. I have also some new releases of uh, on both, like the latest Metallica album, and the vinyl sounds so much better than the digital. So it's not the media itself that is the culprit; it's the mastering. I buy the vinyls, old and new, remaster it to digital. Uh, using a nice turntable and listen to it mostly on my phone. They still sound better. I hope the above made sense. I'll keep fighting the loudness war and spreading the word. Happy to discuss any time. Love the show, though. Lewis. Or Luis. Or Luis. Yeah, uh, that totally
0: makes sense. Yeah. I um, You know, I always thought it was like, a, oh, there's just a warmer sound to vinyl than there is to CDs, and, and I hear that argument all the time. I never even thought about loudness on there, because that's totally a thing. You are limited... Um, on the turntable you can you can basically when you're dealing with digital files the mastering can set it as loud as they want but right. with vinyl you're kind of limited to the the physical range of the of the needle and the the vinyl sound
1: right i'd never even thought about that that's like totally i
0: didn't either that's that's yeah. brilliant totally makes sense while while you're talking about that i was trying to see if i have any cool vinyl
1: Oh, you got anything around
0: i have a live album
1: i mean yeah. your music your music Springsteen's
0: man. Uh, cover me single oh. right here cover me Aha's hunting high and low. Is this on? Is this on pretty? Uh-huh. Oh, it is. Here you go. This is on pretty.
1: Ooh. Oh, look at that! I like those. Those are cool. Yeah, I do too. I think those are rad looking. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> that song is meme-y as hell. People use it on TikTok constantly. I see some seventeen-year-old playing Aha, and I'm like, you don't even know that band. You don't know who that, that is. Right? He's, yeah, he's a poser. What are you even doing? Uh, poser. Nikki wrote in says, "Dear Scarab and Beetle." Oh, I like that. Since we're talking about bug-eating stories, I thought I'd share mine, she says.
0: "Where we <laughs> we're, <laughs> yeah, were we, though? Yeah, we were we?
1: Well, we talked about, what were we talking about? Somebody. <laughs> yeah, I think we were talking about. Uh, oh, the guy that ate the, uh, there was a beetle in his. Uh, oh, right. And then just decided, like, looked
0: at it, and thought and about it, it, and then decided to eat it. That's just right. Just freaking yeah. ate
1: it. Yeah. So that's what this is in reference to. It says, uh, one day I was making chocolate chip cookies with my boyfriend. Perhaps you can see where this is going. After the cookies were in the oven, I spotted a leftover chocolate chip on the counter, or so I thought. I popped it in my mouth, and straight away I realized it didn't taste like chocolate, followed by a nasty crunch. I spit out what looked like some kind of teeny baby roach, and internalized my disgust and shame, boyfriend none the wiser. By the time we had gotten ready for bed, I couldn't hold it in any longer, and I confessed my disgusting bug-eating mistake. Thought you'd enjoy or hate this story, Nikki. I both hated it and enjoyed it, so...
0: And, uh, you know, like, oh, yeah, you made a bug. But then it's like a teeny cockroach. No. Yep. Yep. <laughs> like, it feels like that's the worst bug to eat.
1: <laughs> that's foul, dude. I'm, I yeah. feel bad for you. Not the bug. The bug can F off. Yeah. F I can right think bug. of
0: a bug. I'd like to eat less.
1: Yeah. Well, hold on. Yeah, I know. Like grasshopper.
0: Oh, a moth. I think I'd eat uh, a moth or a... Or a uh in its raw
1: living cockroach. form. That's important here, right? The raw living form of a bug. It can't yes, be right exactly like cooked uh, up
0: or whatever. Taken right off the sidewalk, popped into your mouth and eaten nuts, yes. not crickets baked into chocolate chip cookies or something.
1: I think for me it would be a it would be a whole <laughs> it'd be a whole praying mantis. Just oh the, really? Just the whole thing. Just ah just a big spindly praying mantis. Would be the grossest thing I could have in my mouth. God,
0: <laughs> I don't know. I feel like, I feel like cockroach would still be worse for me than praying mantis. I
1: don't know. It depends on where you got the roach. Like out in the wild, they're they're not so bad. But like if yeah. they're living in like old run down buildings in New York or something, it's probably the worst bug you could. Ever
0: well, have. okay. I mean, I guess that's the other thing. This is a freshly washed. But still a live bug. Yeah, let's say <laughs> freshly it's freshly clean. Yeah,
1: let's say it's clean. It doesn't have any kind of. It's not going to give you some disease or anything. It's just a clean right. bug. Of I'm
0: also kind. worried about things biting or stinging me on the way down. I don't oh. want to eat a
1: bee. Imagine a big juicy freaking murder hornet down your throat.
0: Oh, geez, uh, that, f- that, that's a, and that's a multiple bite situation. You're not eating that in one bite. I don't care what Jeff Probst promises you. Uh, I don't care if you think you are getting immunity that yeah. week, <laughs> yeah,
1: or forever, any at all.
0: That's right, exactly. Wow. I'll, you know what? I'll, I'll go. I'll, I'll head to the. Uh, I'll head to the Ponderosa. Thanks.
1: Sounds good. Yeah, I'll <laughs> eat at a Cracker Barrel before I'll do that. All right. Well done, Nikki. Yeah. Uh, oh, we took some, uh, uh, Garrett took issue with our Cracker, cracker Barrel uh, criticisms. Garrett Weinzerl? Yeah, he thinks it's amazing. He loves their chicken something.
0: What? Of all people, I would not expect Garrett Weinzerl to be a Cracker Barrel apologist. Totally uh, agree. Apologist. Yeah.
1: <laughs> he's a Cracker, a cracker Barrel, barrel apologist. defender. Yeah, he's a defender of the Cracker Barrel. And he was like super really? into some chicken thing they do. Yeah, he was like all into it. And somebody else said, oh, yeah, their <sighs> mac and cheese is great. And I'm like, I don't know, you guys. I don't know about this that you're saying. Oh look another yeah. one. Dice Tomato. Well, loves well okay. cracker all's barrel. right in the world. I feel
0: like the planets have realigned if Dice Tomato loves Cracker barrel. I feel like, oh, well, okay, there we go. Now I can now I feel good about hating Crackerbell. This barrel.
1: explains so much about Dice Tomato. <laughs> exactly. He loves everything we hate uh, and he hates everything we love. Exactly. That's yes. amazing. All right. We're gonna take a break. When we come back, my sister Wendy uh she'll be here she is a, a a licensed therapist and she's got ideas on how to help somebody this week who uh pinged me this week and said hey if you guys have time for this please include my question and we did so we're gonna do that and come that'll on. come up right after this song brian's gonna play
0: Ash brown casserole so they're talking about like chicken fried steak and gravy and stuff all right maybe maybe i need to give cracker barrel uh, another chance just not get breakfast there get a yeah. Get
1: a uh, chicken fried
0: entree or something. Yeah, that's good well, I mean, me. if
1: they're if it's gotten better, I'll, I'm happily, happy to admit that it's better, you know.
0: So. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's play a song that dice to me I was going to hate. This right. uh, comes to us from uh, Sub Rosa Records. Love the stuff that they send from Sub Rosa PR. Temi Scott is uh, releasing her album, Trust You, Trust You. It's an LP and also uh, available digitally, of course, because you have to. Temi Scott um, is from L.A., Uh, this is, let's see, she started out in Baltimore as a teenager with a band called say chance. Um, she gave up pursuing music because she was discouraged by the inauthenticity that was bred by finding success at such a young age. So she moved across the country to attend junior college at UCLA. And, uh, this is her, this is her album. Uh, the album is called trust you, trust you. It's kind of like, I, I, my description on this is she's kind of like a funky Lord. Not like a funky Lord, like the Lord of Funk, but like a funky <laughs> New Zealand singer. Isn't, isn't uh, Lord from New Zealand she, or Australia? New Zealand, right? New Zealand, yeah. I yeah. think so. Uh, a funky Lord.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. I just love the sound of it. It sounds good. He's the
0: Funk Lord. Anyway, I really, really dig the song. The song is called Understudy. Here is Temmie Scott.
1: Uh, by the way, did you say that record company is Sub Rosa? Is that what you said?
0: Sub Rosa Records, yes. Sub Rosa PR.
1: Oh, I don't have the file. Dang it. I was going to play that. Horrible. Oh,
5: no.
0: A, oh no From oh, Sub Rosa no. The worst
1: episode of Star Trek ever Alright, here's that <laughs> song, we'll be back in a minute Stay tuned
2: <laughs> I write in verbal sweaters Give me a t-shirt with my name To remind me of me and my ignorant shame I speak in broken letters But I'll write an anthem to your chest He'll say, why did she tell me she's emotionless? I want to believe them I want to cry on the outside Fence at your party And not tell anybody
1: It's well lit
0: for an abandoned outpost. Our approach hasn't been subtle. We should be prepared for resistance inside. When are we not prepared?
1: I don't know anything about women. You're threatening me? You're threatening me with pee? This is The Morning Stream. And we're back, everybody. Welcome back.
5: <coughs>
1: smoky throat, smoky throat.
0: <coughs> Again, that's uh Temmie Scott. The song is understudy. Temmy is spelled T-E-M-M-E. Uh like Lemmy. <laughs> Except I guess that's not like Lemmy from <laughs> it's not the Lemmy Killmister uh spelling. It's L that'd be Lemmy with a Y, but uh T-E-M-M-E Scott, and it's uh Trust You Trust You is the name of the brand new album.
1: Is Lemmy short for? lemuel Uh,
0: oh let me see actually if it says what her real first name is um just
1: curious because well it's
0: temi not lemmy oh oh Um, right 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 sorry but i wonder if it's like short for (laughs) 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 no everything is everything is uh listed as temi so all right um it doesn't say like what her real name even like the you know, sometimes they'll use different names in the credits, the song credits, mm-hmm. or they'll, they'll use their full name or their, their oh. non-stage name, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it's Temmie Scott everywhere, so.
1: Nice. Well, may she ever She rain. describes
0: her new album, by the way, as literally just effing songs.
1: Wow, that's, <laughs> that's something I can else. see
0: that, actually, from that one right there. Sure.
1: It's nice and chill. All right. It is. Hey, everybody. Look who it is. Everyone knows it's Wendy. It's Wendy Dunford. It's my sister, she's in Minnesota, and she's all the way here on the phone to talk about stuff we talk about on Thursdays, which is therapy stuff. We try to help people all the time. Wendy, welcome back to the show. How are you?
3: Thanks. I'm good. Brian, how do you pronounce my name?
1: How do you, oh. Wendy. Wendy. No, Scott, Wendy you say Godiford. it. Wendy.
3: Now that you say it, Brian. Wendy. Yeah, it's different. You it, say really? Wendy, Scott.
1: I do. I say Wendy.
3: Uh-huh. The association
1: windy. says windy. Wendy. 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 <laughs> Wendy. Wendy. Wendy.
3: Wendy. Um, but the song said Wendy too. Yeah. So that's well, what the song
0: it. is Wendy. It's not everyone <laughs> oh, knows it's right Wendy. It. It's the song oh. is everyone
1: knows it's windy. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. No. Okay. But they were talking
0: about a person. They're not talking about the weather.
1: I wonder if I have done that. If I called you Wendy, my. My
3: dad. Dad spelled it W I N D Y my whole life.
1: He did. Oh yeah. really. <laughs> Yeah, oh, that's well, he funny. he was a bad yeah. speller, but I didn't know he couldn't spell his own. Kids
3: really novels. bad, to the point where he could not spell my name. <laughs> it's
1: Good. like
0: the reverse really of Tina, because Tina can't say milk; she says milk. So milk. it's like oh, she
3: does say milk. Yeah, it's yeah.
0: like Wendy or Windy. Yeah, milk My milk whole is family common. says
3: milk, and then my one kid says milk. Yeah, and I'm like, well, oh, where, where uh, were you raised in a barn? Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> who have you been talking to?
1: My oldest. <laughs>
3: what other family do you hang out with? When, when
1: Taylor was little, she said uh, little. She'd say mute. So if she wanted new milk, she'd say, I need mute. And she could say almost Oops. everything else. Aww. But mute. It was like almost mute. M o m u t e. <laughs> I need more mute. Anyway. More uh, mute. <laughs> it's good to have you here. We, of course, uh, uh, saddle up to the table here and we talk about, you know, some of the hard times people are going through, how we can help them, that sort of thing. And Well, today's no different. We got a, a message. Someone reached out to me via Twitter. Got a private message this week from somebody I will not be using their name. And they asked me to uh, read this on the show. So, Wendy, if you are ready and prepared, here it comes. Uh, My 16-year-old son already struggles with anxiety and depression. He has seen counselors and is currently taking taking medication. He's not uh, been functioning well with the current situation of COVID-19 and quarantine. To deal with his mental problems, he has been turning to junk and fast food as a stimulant. He says that it is the only thing that makes him happy. He sits around a lot and does not like to exercise. He sneaks food in the middle of the night. Since March, he has gained 40 pounds. He is now uh, anxious and about to go back to school and attending other activities. When so, uh, society begins to open back up, he feels bad about himself and how he looks. He is embarrassed by his weight gain. We want uh, He wants to lose weight, but he feels hopeless. We don't know what to do to help him. So, here we have a case of like literally March was the beginning of this for him. And and, uh, mm-hmm. and he, like a lot of us probably turned to food as a coping mechanism. And now it's time to figure out what the heck to do. So where do you want to start with this one?
3: Well, um, I want to start with them, but they can't answer my questions mm. unless they're listening.
1: They probably um, are, but they can't answer in real time, I guess.
3: Because what I'd like to know is what they've done since March.
1: Oh, interesting. Oh,
0: the parents. Right. Sure. Yeah. Because i, to, to me, I know crazy. i can tell you what i've been doing since yeah, well, tell us what uh, you've been doing since, uh, since same thing i've been eating junk food and and garbage <laughs>
1: oh you know <laughs> I'm what they exercise and <laughs> they're they're in the chat room oh they uh, are okay cool i'm gonna send cool, a cool. private message to them and just say hey fill me in on anything that wendy wonders about
3: cool so start Let's with hear-
0: um what have you guys been doing since what
3: March? have you guys been doing because brian is is uh my theory very well thanks brian which is oh, no problem this kid is just doing what is weirdly biologically coming very naturally to all of us yeah now there's obviously people doing the opposite i i have one of those people in my house and i cannot understand it or believe it but um my 15 year old is like he yeah, had the opposite thought. He's just like, I will be the coolest kid when this is over. <laughs> <laughs> so he works out hard every night. He's he's still skinny. It's like Scott, if you had muscles when you were sixteen. So yeah, imagine which that, right? Is so he's literally he's pretty impossible. ripped, but he's skinny. Yeah. It's all and he out. plays the guitar constantly. So he's gotten really good. So he's like He's like, girls will love me when we're done. (laughs) And what's amazing is he goes to school with a mask and he can't, he's not even anywhere near anyone. And he's like, this is not how this is supposed to be. (laughs) So it's very funny that it's not panning out, but so that's more rare, but there's definitely people who've gotten in that category. And I think they've extra posted on, uh, the internet, how they've done all their projects and painted a million things and made their lives magically. And they wrote a screenplay and they made the rest of us feel like crap. Okay. So there's those. Sure. They exist. But but the majority, vast majority, I would assume have done more of what this kid has done.
1: Well, here's, here's a quick, uh, I got an update from, uh, the person in question and speaking to the, what, you know, what have you guys done since March as well? He says, my wife and I both run and work out. We try to encourage him to do it with us. My wife is a healthy eater and a vegetarian. So there sounds like there's like some pretty decent habits on the parental side. Just having a hard time uh, getting the 16-year-old on board with it.
3: Gotcha. And and weirdly, that may be related.
1: <laughs> no, I, I can uh, see that. I'm, I'm actually not surprised to hear you say that. Yeah. yeah. So
3: what do you think? Why do you think that's?
1: I think that's probably um, a little bit of this is like, I mean, I do this with with Kim a little bit. She's very motivated. How do I put, how do I put this? Okay, it's, it's you know what? Well, let's go back to this. Uh, let's go back to this earthquake that happened in March, also, because there's Thanks. a very specific thing that happened. I'm not sure she knows it happened in my head, but it happened. We both wake up at 7 a.m. with the bed going and the and the house is shaking and making a horrible noise. It sounds like there's a train ripping through the house. It's just the weirdest thing. And so we're experiencing this 4.8, whatever it was, earthquake, and it's her first she's ever had. My first thought was, if this is the worst thing ever, I'm just going to sit here, and if we die, we die, and we die together, and it's great. Her first thing was, all right, what do I remember from uh, when I was trained what to do? <laughs> we're going to go, okay, we're going to get under the, the structure of some sort, and we're going to stay there until things stop moving, and then the very first next thing we're going to do is grab our bug-out bags, get them outside in case we need them, and uh, get the dogs. Like She she goes into emergency mode in a way that's that's – um, proactive, right? Oops, mm-hmm. where she gets very proactive and she's ready to fix it. Let's fix it. Let's fix it. Let's fix it. And and I'm usually like, well, just calm down for a second. Let's see what how this goes and that sort of thing. But what's funny is when she gets hyper fix it, I get a little rebellious against that hmm. in a weird way. It's like, no, I'm good. You stand under the structure. <laughs> like... <laughs> Like it's a, it's a very odd thing that I do that when I do it and I know that I'm doing it and I try not to do it. Cause I think it's actually my problem, not hers, but I have this, this feeling of like, well, I don't want to do what you're doing or I don't want to do the thing that everyone says I should do. I want to do this other thing. So to answer your question, is it that, is it him not, not necessarily rebelling, but is it him saying, well, great, good for you guys. You're all, you know, awesome. And, and you're motivated to go run every day, but doesn't work for all of us or whatever i'm just gonna eat this bag of cheetos like is it that kind of thing
3: i, I mean i think there there's definitely an element to that um because it's funny you know my kid working out every night i'm like impressed by it but it makes me more tired and then i work out less <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> makes you more tired to watch yeah, like, oh listen that's so much effort okay yeah yeah uh, so i think you can have it any direction right and i i think you can have um kids saying, Well, I'm not gonna be like my parents in any form, right? And so mm-hmm. I, I here's the thing about the, the the part that maybe is the biggest hint in the in the email is that he's sneaking it at night.
5: Mm.
3: So what we have here is a kid who is having some normal stress response to a global pandemic that has uprooted his whole life. And he already had some stuff he was struggling with before. So maybe those things, you know, he he didn't have the coping strategies in place quite yet to handle those. And then we just added like an elephant on top of him. Right. Like that's a, Mm -hmm. he shouldn't be doing well. And, And I'm saying this to everyone, like, if you're doing well, good for you, but you shouldn't be. It's a miracle yeah. <laughs> that anyone's doing okay, right? No. And we will we're gonna make it through and we're all gonna do our best. And right, but it is absolutely understandable if you're like not okay, right? <laughs> and so he's not okay, and there's reasons for that. And but here's where there's actually a whole lot of power, but is gonna feel the opposite, right? Okay, so especially if you are healthy. And you, you know, and maybe I can even ask them directly because they're listening. Yeah. Um, but what did they get out of exercising regularly and eating certain kinds of food? And, you know, what's the benefit?
2: Right. And
3: you guys have both tried that at least once in your life. <laughs> what's the benefit? <laughs> or how do you feel about it, right? Well, like what, mean, what's the feedback loop that you, you get when you're behaving that way?
1: When I'm behaving that way and I'm doing it consistently, there's a few things that happen. One, I just, you just physically feel better. Mm-hmm. Your blood's pumping. You just got more energy. Like you're just in a better place physically. Obviously I feel like that's just a, a given if you're actually doing it, but also on, on the mental side, there is some satisfaction and Oh, I, I did this thing. Like I actually, yeah. I did this thing. I wasn't being forced to do. Nobody was here telling me to do it. Uh, my own worst enemy is myself. And I, and I kicked it in the, in the nuts and, and did it like that's a, That's a big part of it for me when I'm doing it. And it's also the opposite is true when I'm not doing it because I'm mad at myself for not doing it. And so there's this voice in the back of my head going, you know, you should be doing it, but you're not doing Mm -hmm. it. But it's nobody but me. It's just me yelling at myself and a kid. Oftentimes, and this was true of Nick, like Nick, getting him up in the morning and out the freaking door on time was murder. It was so freaking hard, but I've learned very quickly that it was just about us making him do it. He didn't, it wasn't about whether if, it, he needed to have whatever motivation he had. Because So now with his job where he's doing really well and they really like him and they're giving him all kinds of responsibilities and he's just kicking butt over there, uh, he gets up right when he has to. He'll get up at three o'clock in the morning and drive a truck to freaking Midway because they're doing an event out there or whatever. Like, And he'll do it on his own and it's nobody has to make him do anything. He's doing it because he's got his own motivations now. And so there's something with that, you know, where,
3: well, and he's always had his own motivation, right? It's that it's in response to parents and that's part of growing up that you can't eliminate and don't eliminate. We need to still have parents taking care of kids. Right. Yeah. But there is a, there is maybe a a balance or a shift that needs to take place that is maybe they're, they're running into. And here's what happens, what happens often when you see a kid do behavior that concerns you, um, and and rightfully so, I think parents are like, okay, they're concerned. So then they double down doing what they've already been doing, and that is natural. That's we take our skill set and then we just nail the hammer on the ha- the nail harder. Like that's our that's our job. Yeah. And yet, there might be the worst thing we could do is be nailing a, ha- a, a nail with mm-hmm. a hammer. Right. And so it's hard to know because we're scared. When we're scared, we do that type of thing. So that. First of all, all understandable, especially when you've experienced how good it feels to be healthier. You have that feedback loop that feels good. You want that for your kid. So uh, uh, at the core, we got to acknowledge what we want for our kid is what is best, right? So you wanted Nick up and out the door because it served him to finish high school. It serves him to have learned these responses, blah, 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 right? right. That's what parenting is, is we, we got to make them do stuff they don't want to do so they can be successful in life. Right. Okay. Fair, fair. But if you've been doing that and it's this kid is now sneaking food in the middle of the night, that's when we got to back up and go, okay, our strategy comes from a good place Mm -hmm. and comes from our own understanding of some basic health math, which is I can, I do this and this and I get this response and it feels good. So you want that for him. And I'd like everyone in the audience to raise your hand if you've tried to get your partner or child. To do to eat healthier and lose weight. Raise your hand. I mean My hand's
1: raised. Kim had her hand reaching to the sky because she's trying to, <laughs> she's trying to help me eat yeah. healthier all the time. Yeah.
3: And here's the thing, it is it's almost impossible to do with what how most of us try to do it. Which is we start with trying to get them to come with us. And then we try by like only making healthy food, or then we try by then we get to shaming maybe, and don't mean to, but we do, right? right. So you use all of these strategies, and and that's haven't, us. Haven't you already had a cookie today, Brian? <laughs> right. Yeah. right. Yeah. So over and over and over, it, and all that does is, and, and the, I'm making this way more binary than it is, but all that does really is invite them to rebel or submit, mm-hmm. right? Right. And when you're a teenager, you're probably not great at submitting in in the general sense, and or you are, you don't feel good, right? And so mm-hmm. your parents bossing you around doing something they already do that doesn't seem hard for them doesn't it feels like just more of the you know sort of piling on.
1: I hadn't so, thought of it that <laughs> way. It's a very binary thing you're talking about. You either people are either expecting you su- to submit or rebel. There isn't a lot of granularity between those two.
3: My will, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And my will is backed up by, A, research, and B, I love you so much. So what are you supposed to say to that? Right. Like, my parents know best, and they're healthy, and and you're like, but I just freaking want Doritos at 2 a.m.
5: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Okay, so you got to ask yourselves, what is the kid really doing? Mm -hmm. What is he really doing? Because we know a couple things. We know he doesn't feel good. Right. And we know if he is eating only junk food. He absolutely is not feeling good because we all get used to the. You get used to being mineral and nutrient deprived. If you eat a bunch of junk food, you you're used to that feeling potentially. Right. But mm-hmm. it, you don't feel good compared to if you, I mean, have a treat all you want, but if you had other nutrients and then had a treat, you'd still feel good, but only junk or only sort of foods that are, you know, nutrient l- really low in nutrients that you're just, your body isn't meant to, to be that way. Right. Yeah. So he doesn't feel good. So we're concerned. So the the question then becomes, how do we help him feel like he has space to choose what feels good to him? And he's probably pretty disconnected from what feels good. I think there's a lot of folks, Oh, for example, sleep. If we think of food is so loaded and annoying. Um, it's this unfortunate part of life that, if you have a problem with food, it's not like you can just leave it for a couple of weeks. You always have to deal with it, right? Because right. it's mm-hmm. three times a day or more.
0: Required, yeah. Um, yeah.
3: <laughs> and, and sleep is another example that's similar to that, but it's another one where everybody's just kind of all over the map. And sleep is crucial to human functioning, and we're all in different places with sleep. Um, and I would say the pandemic has had a very interesting impact on sleep and it's sort of universally and being researched it's fascinating. Everyone's sleeping worse, basically. Yeah, yeah. Not only just from stress, but shifting when they're awake and, you know, lots of different behaviors that maybe weren't so collectively happening. Yeah. And it has an impact. It has an impact on our, the chemicals that are released in our body and, how, and then in fe- in, impacts how we eat, move, et cetera. So it's, you know, it's all tied together. So it sounds like this kid has got some sleep stuff. He's got some, he's not eating to feel good. He is not moving to feel good. And so he's not feeling good. Yeah. So you think about it. If you're not feeling good, what do you want from someone? So I'm going to ask both of you and, and it, think about it. You just, you had Doritos for four nights in a row yeah, and you haven't moved in a long time and you don't feel good and your sleep is off. What do you, what do you want? What what would, what do you think?
0: Something would comfortable, something familiar, something comfortable, yeah. something.
1: I'd want something um, that would break me out of my Pattern, like a like a shock to my pattern. Even mm-hmm. though I don't really want that, that's what would work, and I know that. That's you
3: guys the exact opposite thing.
1: Yeah, we did, didn't
3: Interesting. we?
0: Interesting. That's yeah. true. Yeah, I said I want something comfortable. Scott wanted something comfortable. The problem, uncomfortable. The uncomfortable. problem is, is right.
1: all the things I find that. Well, okay, the things I would normally find really comfortable. Sometimes, if you give in to them being the dominant thing then I'm, to, I'm comfortable to the point of, I know that this is too much comfort and I'm avoiding something. And in my True. head, I'm like, I've got to do, something shocking needs to happen to shock me out of it. Like a, I don't know. I um,
3: mean, uh, pre-diabetic uh,
1: diagnosis? No, no, yeah. Yeah, actually, that's a good example.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a great but example. But like
1: another good one would be like, you know, suddenly you hear, this is a bad example, actually. But let's say you heard a gunshot outside. Immediately, all of my woe is me's and all my I got to sit here and eat Doritos. I love that the Doritos is our focus there, is our target yeah. today. Yeah. Um, but, but all of those things would suddenly go get out the way. I got to go find out who shot what, you know, like <laughs> suddenly you're, everything changes. Like it's, it's a sudden shocking thing. Sometimes is what I need personally to get out of whatever rut or pattern I'm in. Hmm.
3: Think nobody's going to like Kim can't come and say that thing to you. No. Nope. No. And Brian, I'm assuming the comfort, uh, and you can describe more, but I, I, I had an idea when you said comfort of like Crunch wrap supreme. Well, <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's call it what it is Crunch wrap supreme, baby. My, try, so I'm thinking something different. I'm thinking something like um, <laughs> somebody expressing concern and love in a way oh. that is not loaded.
0: Yeah, yeah. Right. You know, the right, exactly. The drive-through lady at Taco Bell expressing
3: comfort <laughs> and love with the Crunch Supreme. Right, right. Yeah. It's all
1: connected. Sure.
3: So, we're going to combine this a little bit. So, okay. so first of all, there, let's describe what the boy's actual challenge is. He has some mood regulation that is, he is not in control of, he's not feeling great. Um, his mind does certain things that he is also not in control of. So he's anxious. I mean, there's all this stuff happening. Food is a, is not the problem. Food is the solution. The solution is I eat this and my parents get mad, but it still makes me feel better. And so now I've got shame on top of all my food. Right. And then I'm going to do this in the middle of the night to hide from them. And then he, the reality is 40 pounds you're going to gain if, if you're eating food to feel better. And so we, we got to recognize what it, what it is. It's a medicine of choice right now because that's the medicine he has. Right. So instead of talking about food and exercise, I know this is so hard. Believe me, I've spent years learning how to not talk about <laughs> just exercising more, honey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's very hard. It's right. very hard to do. But guess what? Your example, good enough. Shut your mouths about that thing in particular yeah. and go to where where we can actually be effective. And when, so for example, Nick thinks you were, you, you like he had to fight against you making him get up. Yep. And what happens when he didn't have to fight against you getting him up? He got up. Yeah. And it's because there's something else there. There's something else there for that kid. And if we make it about food and exercise, and I get it. He's paying the consequence socially for this. And it's making everything worse. Mm -hmm. So you're thinking the solution is stop eating and get your butt exercising. And yes, those things are great. And they need to happen at some point for him to feel completely good. But if we start there, then we're going to try to manage his his core problem with food and exercise, which a lot of us use that to help. I'm not saying anyone's doing this right, but there is an order that can be much more effective. Yeah. So and if they're there, I'd be interested to know, and maybe they sent an email. I can't remember if um, he isn't getting help. No.
1: Well, he says it's, he's on some medication. He didn't say oh, what medication. we could probably find out. Um, he says that, uh, let's see, last summer he was a lifeguard and was in really great shape. So, um, you know, in, in, in normal times, he, he was doing, you know, doing all right, had a job He says in, in here, he's having a really hard time getting to, to have any interest in trying to pursue a job right now. Um, he says, uh, to your earlier question, he says, I feel better after I work out, I get a natural high. Um, I also like fast food too, but I'd limit myself. Um, and then he, uh, last thing he said was he, um, Oh, he says I don't know what the medication is. My wife knows, and she's not here with me at the moment. She's a nurse. Um, and then he says, he President,
3: is, maybe. He says Why he's
1: not? he's run with me before. No jobs for lifeguards this summer, etc. So, anyway, okay.
3: That's, okay, so he's just a cute dad worried about his kid, yeah, right? Yeah. Like this is all of us. And and again, so going back to my hammer nail analogy a little bit is that what we have to be careful with is that. The solution we have for ourselves, we don't over um, force on our kids. I think I told you the, the baseball thing that Abe said to me recently. So they've tried to start up a little fall thing and then they're going to have baseball again in the spring. And, yeah. and, and Abe comes, <laughs> he comes to me and he goes, he's not only worked out also, uh, COVID, he's also become wise. <laughs> and he says to me, hey, mom. Um, you're gonna have to live through the next kid because I like music and art.
5: <laughs> I love it. And
3: I was like, "Touche!" Because I was really because I love baseball. I love sports. <laughs> I want to. I want to yeah. sit in a bleacher for 20 hours. That's what I want to do. And he's like, "I know, mom, but I care about music." Yeah, he's Never such my God. he
1: is so my nephew. I love hey, it. you.
3: Mom. Can.
0: You can sit in the audience and watch him perform a piano concerto or something like
3: that. Um, And and this this is what's funny is I, I was like, wow, that is wise. And I'm going to believe you and I'm going to listen to you. And I'm also going to live through the next kid. Mm
5: -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
3: So he nailed it. Right. Like, isn't that parenting? I mean, that's what makes this so difficult is that we know better all the time. We think we know better and Mm -hmm. we're not wrong. Yeah. But we're also not that person. And so if I can't start to see my child as as an individual with a particular set of needs and, you know, ways they work, then we're, I, I'm going to just keep hammering certain things, right? And so I'm not saying, believe me, I, I hear you, physical exercise is going to help this kid 100%, right? Mm-hmm. And so is eating better, of course. But how do you get anyone to do those things is not... By making those the things we're talking about. Right. That only makes the digging in the heels and the sneaking and the rebelling and the whatever. So this is this is magical wishful thinking, maybe. But what I would love to see is for mom and mom and nurse. This one also makes it worse, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Because you know better, right? And you have to just genuinely put what you know on the back burner. And recognize that your love and concern is coming out as you know better and bossy, maybe, or whatever. I mean, I don't know what the kid's complaining about with you. But yeah. I bet if I sat down and talked to him, he'd say, I know this stuff. It's not like they're telling me something I don't know.
5: Yeah,
3: I, I feel bad enough. So all you get is more and more shame, right? Because here's the thing. If that kid starts to feel better, you know what he's going to do? He'll eat better and move more. It's going to happen. He already had a life prior to covid that included that, right? So it's it's already there. And so what we want to do is help get him to a state where he is feeling good about things. Is it easy to do? No. So maybe being careful with are we saying, you know, are we pushing health and that stuff on him? And are we is the world just a little too much in his life? Um I'm doing a, a presentation for a friend of mine moved to Saudi Arabia and there's you know all these teenagers that our kids goes to school with and play sports with they're all Americans living over there mm-hmm. and so i'm preparing a like a mental health thing for all these kids and i've I'm, I'm surveying them and so these are 12 to 16 year olds, maybe to 18 17 and um you know I, i've given them surveys on depression and anxiety and what are they worried about and questions and concerns they have and i i'm not saying it's a microcosm for every teenager everywhere but this is such a weird little enclave of, you know, it's like Americans living in a, in a compound in Saudi Arabia. is like a very special group, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but just how universal this stress is and how universal they I mean, I asked them how, how much time they spend on social media and how much is bad news and how much is, are they absorbing that is scary mm-hmm. and it's a lot. Mm-hmm. And, these are very serious student type kids, right? Like they're, (laughs) they're all in pretty hard school or whatever. And they're just overwhelmed and they're depressed and they, they want to understand about how do I handle, I do everything and I still feel like I'm a worthless piece of crap or, you know, so I'm going through all these different things to try to figure out how to answer all their questions, but we don't know. I mean collectively there's a problem obviously but individually what is what is going on for this kid. So if he is not talking to someone you need to figure out a way for him to talk to someone. Even if it's betterhelp and there i think it's betterhelp.com that is just texting. Um I did a session recently where it was just texting back and forth cuz the girl just could not be on a camera could not handle it. And it's really helpful. It can be. It's not ideal and from my point of view, it's, but it's something and it can be, it can be really great, especially if that's the, the metric they always use anyway, or the medium. Um, so this, this idea of like, what is really going on for him? He may not be able to tell you guys. Um, but to see that the pain he's in and the stress he's under a, a lot of it is normal, but b like, what does he actually need? And it may look like a, a strong reduction in, you know, sort of negative input. It may be that he just, something has happened and he needs to talk about it. It may be that he just needs a safe place to go. My parents are too healthy. It drives me crazy or whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. So that we're treating the right thing instead of treating the symptoms, which is the food and the sneaking. I mean, it's so tempting to go right for the behavior but the behavior is just telling us something else. And that's what we have to get curious about. Yeah, what, I, I what mean, I
1: can tell us. you just it's just so – I don't know if this will make anyone feel better or worse, but last night at about uh, 8.30 or so, I had just done a long day and then had just finished shows and stuff. And I'd had dinner at like 6 and was plenty full and didn't need food. But there lied a bag of those twirly, twisty-looking um, – Honey flavored. flavors, or it's, I oh. can't remember. No, there's not candy or not um, sugary, but it was. Um, I can oh, the the sticks. No, not even those. It's similar oh. though. Well, I can't think of the stupid thing. They're Pretzels? Fr- frito, fritos, but they're the curly ones. Oh you know, yeah. You know, the kind Fritos of, are
0: the curly ones, yeah.
1: Are they? Are fr- they're usually they're wavy, aren't they? These are like some kind of weird twisty. Anyway.
0: Oh, so like more than just like the strips that have kind of curled when they. Yeah, 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 yeah. These are like attachment.
1: these are like made into lo- They almost look like pasta, like the twisty pasta okay. stuff. Okay. Anyway, whatever they are, they're, there was just some there, and I'm like, yeah, have a couple of those, and I'm just sort of mindlessly doing that and checking my email, and before I realize what I've done, I've eaten like you know a quarter of that bag. I'm like, what am I doing? I don't need this right now. Mm-hmm. I'm not hungry even. Like, what even is this that I'm doing? What is this behavior I'm doing right now? So I would say it's important for this kid to know that everybody's struggling with it on some level, and it's not about whether, you know, if you, if you messed up today on the food, that means you're fa- you've failed, you're done, and there's no chance. That's the way I felt when I was younger, right? And in fact, you know, I talked this this stuff about Nick not getting up. I'm basically, he's basically me at the age that he was struggling with that. And that was the added hard part of this. This definitely wasn't Kim. She was up at the crack of dawn every day her whole life. So she was just annoyed. But I saw it and I had an extra level of annoyance because I'm like, oh my gosh, she's turning into me. I don't want that. Don't be me. Be somebody else. Be better <laughs> than me. you right. Yeah. And so... There's some of that involved, probably. You know, I, I mean, I yeah. can't speak for these parents, obviously. I don't know. What
3: no, you're right. I mean, that's impossible. I mean, you, you don't think Abe's baseball career with a wicked left handed curveball is devastating to his mother? It is. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, he that. is left handed. And six foot four, and throws a ball like it's on fire. Yeah. And guess what? No. He likes guitar Plastic and art.
1: music. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love
3: it. Uh. Here's the thing. So uh, this is true, no matter what. That's why we're ineffective. Right. As much as we have love, and as much as we are desperate, and as much as we care more than anything about these creatures, we're the worst person to tell them to stop eating Cheetos. And exercise. Now, can we get away with it for a good while while they're living with us? Yeah. But at some point, and those of you who are listening to me, and especially any of you who have done real steps, you know who you are. Yeah. We've talked extensively about the power our parents had to make our eating problems 10 times worse, <laughs> right? Yeah. Because they had their own issues with food or their own history of stupid dieting or you know whatever it might be. And those generational passed down Things that we have, it, it's difficult. So this this kid is doing something. Food has become his medicine, and we don't want to make it worse. That's really the the real goal here is not to make the food and the exercise worse by trying to make it about that. And I know they're not trying to. It just it's so natural to be like, just get off your butt, you'll feel better, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. So so I do have a suggestion of a book to read. Um, so the Real Steps Group has been doing a book club in between sessions um, and we're reading this book called intuitive eating and I can't remember two ladies wrote it and it's been around for a good while. Look it There's up a up new like version. That. I recommend the new version. Um, intuitive and eating. it it's goes by, through this.
1: Here's your, sorry, here's your author. It's Evelyn Tribble and uh, Elise Reich. That
3: yes, that's right. Yep. And it's all about this. Like it, first of all, it's going to give you all the data you'll ever want about how diets are the worst thing ever invented. For humans and so this is going to like play you know spells out essentially what I want for them to think about when they are interacting with their kid about food or exercise, so for example, they are doing traditional stuff that you know makes them healthier, they exercise, they eat well they. Sometimes they have fast food. They just, you know, whatever. They're doing their thing. Yeah. And it's working for them well enough, it sounds like. Um, great. Um, that's fine. But recognizing that maybe they're actually doing another thing that everyone has to sort of learn, especially if they grow up in America with our, our very weird food problem we have here. Yeah. And it's that we are terrible and not trained to do this very well is to... Eat intuitively, right? Yeah. What is my body craving and give it to our body? And then when am I full? And then stop eating. And just like uncomplicated relationship with food because food isn't a drug, food isn't the cure. Withholding food doesn't give me control and power. I mean, we put a lot of crap on food when when you know food's just innocent in theory. And so <laughs> so the idea is that you can actually learn to listen to what your body wants and needs and not make it feel sick and make sure it's okay. And anyway, this kind of goes through the science of it and it goes through sort of how to de- brainwash your brain around dieting and exercise. Yeah. Um, and so it's quite good. And just even if it's not that, even if it's just some version of really thinking about what your kid needs and what we all need, when it comes to our health is that when we tune out from our bodies, then we don't treat them well. And there are complicated cases. I am not, this is not covering everyone. Cause there's a lot of bad things that have happened to people around bodies and food and et cetera. Um, these are, this is the average sort of situation I'm talking about. Um, and so to, to learn what tuning into your body looks like, to know when you're hungry, when full, what you're craving, what you're not, what, you know, like there's, it's an art. And there's a lot of people who kind of do this naturally. We all know people like this. Um, they just kind of eat when they're hungry. <laughs> You're right. like, who are you? Just yeah. eating when your body tells you it's time to eat.
5: Right. Um,
3: it's just not the same kind of relationship. And, and unfortunately, this kid is developing, but he's young still. This isn't permanent. This isn't him in his 60s going, I've fought this my whole life. But it is getting started right now. Right. So to, to get on a different brainwave about all of this, I just highly, highly recommend it. I know it's complicated and it's not as obvious as what we all are told. Like most doctors are just like, well, you got to lose weight. I mean, they just perpetuate the whole thing, which is the shame and you don't do it right. And you know. And then it's a $3 billion industry, right? right. So there's something wrong.
1: <laughs> I'm ordering this book right now, by the way. Um, Good. It's on Amazon. It sounds like the kind of thing that I could actually use. Because my relationship with food is very adversarial right now. It's either like, like I'm doing okay. I lost that 25 pounds and kept it off, but there's another 20 I'd love to get rid of, and I'm kind of stuck. I'm plateaued a little bit. Yeah, you
3: need to read it because she's going to say the last thing you need to think about ever again is losing weight. Yeah, and you're going to be like, what the heck?
1: And I'm I'm going to let that go. I'm going to like yeah. that idea a lot because I just need to look at it. I need a different look at it. And yes, maybe this will help him. Also, uh, one of the suggestions from the dad who's in the chat room was, or not suggested, just a question. It says, hey, are any plans for real steps for teens at any point? Like specifically focused on teens and their stuff? Good question. Yeah, I don't know. We maybe. should
3: really do that. Uh, yeah, how old is the kid again? Uh, 16. He's 16. He could probably do it. It's not like we, nothing's rated R.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. It's not like it's, yeah. I just didn't know uh, if, well, I mean, yeah, that makes sense, right? Because it's not like you're going to have. This isn't like drugs where if you're under 13, don't take ibuprofen, but it's okay if you're over 12. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like that. This is yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: And it's, yeah, that's interesting. I mean, the one part that might not be comfortable is that we, we have these live meetings where we're all talking, but there's a lot of people who don't even join those. So you could just observe. Yeah. Um.
1: He's 17. Yeah. Just, just turned 17, he says. Just turned 17. Yeah.
3: Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, absolutely. And he can send me an email separately if he wants to at admin at realsteps.org.
1: Oh, nice! Um, you're, still, you're an admin. I, I like it.
3: I'm an admin. It turns out that's so su- super easy to be an admin. You just have to write it down. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you're an excellent. Don't admin. Don't be fooled
3: by the org either. I feel like the org is very confusing to the rest of the world. But um, yeah, really fancied so fancied
1: it up. You fancied it up
3: when you're an org. We did. Yeah. We're an organization now. Mm-hmm. No, I. I mean, this is really tricky stuff, and I. I feel like, um, you know, as this book club has been going on, our discussions are like, I mean, just the depth of. Where this stuff can come from for us, and you know we did this really cool experiment where we all ate food really slowly. We did this in real steps and and I learned that i that red vines the licorice, has absolutely no flavor at all if you paid attention, yeah and the only reason I love it is because it's associated with every. Travel fun trip Mm, I've ever taken.
0: The memories, the good memories that it it brings up. Yeah, but it's flavored like nostalgia. nostalgia. It It is
3: flavored like like nostalgia. If I just sucked on it, it's literally plastic.
1: Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) they're not great. I mean, I've I've been in the whole Twizzler side of this war for a long time anyway, but. Even you know that. what, though?
3: You do it with, with Twizzlers, and you will be shocked that it doesn't taste as good either. Yeah, and that's, it's the same thing. The thing. I think
1: that's what I associate it with, because I associate tw- uh, Twizzlers with trips to Lake Powell. And yeah, me too. All the, the California drive and, the, and Disneyland, and I that's what I did think. Did mom of,
3: so. buy two kinds of licorice? This <laughs> yeah. is what's happened. <laughs> I think she oh, did, no.
1: dude. I think she got in her head that I like the Twizzlers, you like the Red Vines, and that she created the war. She's the uh, well, and
3: that's—I mean, n- no lie. Mom created the war, and the 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 war on fat created the war for her, <laughs> right? Like there is there is an origin to. I mean, look at our grandmother who grew up in, you know, the Great Depression and the world World Wars. Yeah. She her food issue was just make sure we have some. Yeah. And you know what I mean, right? And and then there's the dieting time. nightmare of the '80s and fentanyl, whatever. It's not fentanyl, whatever that. Fen-fen? What was oh, it? fen fen yeah. Fen-fen, yeah. yeah. And uh, which is basically to fentanyl, that. right? Yeah. And so yeah. then the, the diet, the whole, like, instead of... It should have been no sugar. Instead, we chose fat to make the, the problem. And we are all screwed and way more fat. Like, <laughs> like, it is bad. What we have done is bad. Our whole history with this is a nightmare. And so when people go, oh, it's me. No, it isn't. It isn't you. You were born into this. And we got to take you out. And it's hard. It's really hard. And so this... <laughs> sweet kid has found the drug that the rest of adult Americans have found. And there's a version of this that is too healthy too, right? Where that's becomes the drug and the obsession and the problem. So this isn't just one side, right? So we're really looking for what is intuitive. What is like, what is good for us? How do we feel? What makes me feel better and stronger and happier, and so often, you know, you just don't even think about it until it's gone. And here's this kid in that position where this pandemic has been hard. Yeah. And, you know, I'm I'm amazed at these kids, how resilient they are. Like, this is not one bit good for anybody. Yeah. And the reality is they have to get through it and they will. But can we have better coping strategies? Yes, probably. Yeah. So we just need to be really careful that we don't add shame that is naturally already there to the problem.
1: Yeah, I was going to say the shame already exists. You're just pile. You're just giving them more, potentially. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying these people are because I, you know, I don't know. But the that that is. I mean, that's my. I've felt the tendency before. Like I already knew that Nick. If Nick's grades were bad, you keep using Nick because he's the most recent example. But and also the girls had really good grades. But um, when Nick would have a bad grade come in he already knows it's a bad grade and he already knows he missed three tests and forgot to turn in his homework. You know, he already knows all of that. So me coming in and going, well, if you just turn in your
3: homework,
1: like that's just me adding to a pile he already knows about. And it's just adding to the, it's just adding to the pile of negativity.
3: So natural. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so it's so natural, natural to,
1: do, to do, it. do it. Yeah. Even though I was him and I was the one with poopy grades in high school and I was the one having, having, uh, a mom or a dad tell me we'll just turn it in and you you know you're great to would be fine like i've been through it and even and even, but still even then it's natural it's just natural to do it
3: it is so that's why i keep the emails that the baseball coach sends and i read them and i think oh wow it'd be really fun if my kid was a part of that and then i think guitar it's all about guitar now guitar it's now. fine yep. that's right <laughs> and here's the thing do i have to not love baseball no, I can love it. I can still think it's great for kids to play on teams because that's my experience and I want those benefits for him and bleh, bleh, I can still want that stuff. But guess what I got to do? Shut my freaking mouth. That's what I have to do.
5: <laughs> right, and live team. through
3: another kid. That's what I have to do. And when that kid disappoints me, I'll have to live through the last kid, which he's a weirdo, so it's not happening. <laughs> and I'm going to have to just deal with my own life. Oh. That's the hardest part about this uh. is they aren't little extensions of us. And if you're not a parent, you're doing this with your dog, and I know it. <laughs> and well, that, I can tell dog, you why.
0: That dog I, can throw a baseball, though, let me tell you.
3: <laughs> I can tell you why, because it's just like having a baby. I, I apologize to every dog owner who has ever called themselves a mother to a dog, and I thought that was silly. It is legit. They yeah. are like humans. Yeah. It's exhausting.
1: They are. They are exhausting. <laughs>
3: why didn't no one warn me you guys all just said oh cute a puppy we've been through it but
1: we also wanted you to experience it for yourself you know we didn't want to set up any expectations we wanted you to feel the trouble the pain the potty training all that all over again without us you know informing any of that it's
3: awful and by the way your wife and misha my sister both warned me and said don't please don't you will regret (laughs) it they are the only two that were honest with me yeah and i didn't believe
1: them what's (laughs) funny about that is they're both suckers too because Right after she gave you that advice, Carter, who moved back home uh, for the pandemic, says, hey, I want to get this Rhymerweiner that I found I want to rescue, and I'm going to raise this gigantic freaking dog and bring it into a house at the time, which already had two dogs, so we were going to have three there for a while. And Kim's, Kim was all for it, dude, took her straight to the thing, went and looked it all up, did all the paperwork, did everything. And she came home and said, Honey. You got to tell me how you really feel about dogs, right? Once and for all, do you like dogs or do you not like dogs? She goes, "I like supporting my kids," and I said, "Well, oh, okay." So she gave you. She is right on both points. Good to support your kids. Also, maybe don't get a dog if you're windy. She was right on both points.
3: <laughs> Kim, the great—that's a great example of support the kid and the thing that actually is important to them. Yeah. Even if you don't agree. So, I'm going to support Abe in guitar. Believe me, I pay for his bloody guitar lessons.
5: <laughs> yeah. And you're going to
3: have. I encourage him to paint on his wall in his room. I am doing the other things. And I just have to cry by myself. You're going <laughs> to.
1: You're going to. I mean, just think of it this way his team is not a baseball team. Instead, it's going to be a bunch of wannabe troubadours all hanging out on the street corner playing guitar with each other. Like, it's just going to be a different team. And it's okay. And when
3: he's six foot seven, I'm going to say it's not my fault. It's not my fault that you've ruined your career. No. And, and yeah. you really do have to like, <laughs> you have to control this. And so that's true of health and the eating thing. And especially when you're doing the cooking or, you know, like it's, you feel like you are this close to controlling it and you're not. Yeah. And, and, and again, that kid, this is a lifelong thing. Mm-hmm. Like, wouldn't it be awesome if right now he got a really different approach Because I'm going to tell you, the medical approach is going to perpetually have them in a diet, starvation mode, and cycling. That's what's going to happen. And I'm not saying the medical industry is all wrong about this. I'm saying there is a other version that is much more gentle. So this goes back to Brian's comfort, right? Mm -hmm. That it's about love, concern, and self-care. So so we could do a whole uh, hour on this sometime if you guys are interested on Mm -hmm. the difference between self-comfort and self-care. Because they like are a
5: yeah. little Very different. different. Oh, yeah, yeah, we should yeah.
3: Do that. Yeah, and there, there's some – what self-care actually can do for you includes a lot of comfort. The problem I with think- self-comfort is it actually makes us sicker.
0: And even talking about the nostalgia thing more I think would be good because, yeah. you know, thinking back, I look at, like, the Crunchwrap Supremes, uh, taking me back to this time that I uh, drove to Taco Bell to get a Crunchwrap Supreme.
1: Right. Cause it, was, it always
0: takes me that nostalgia of that one time that I went and got a control. Yeah, control. And then
1: the last, and it's always just the last time you went. It's always
0: the last time. It's like last week. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. That makes sense. No, I'd, I'd like, I'd love to explore that because, uh, yeah, I think I have a, tr- I have trouble. The, the things I, that I take comfort in when I'm sometimes when I'm taking comfort in them, I feel guilty that I'm taking comfort in them. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I'd like mm-hmm. to figure out why that is. Cause I think it's, Maybe it's maybe it is maybe I'm supposed to, or maybe I'm not supposed to. I don't know. But like if I'm like, I work really hard a week during the week and I really kicked butt and got everything done, all my boxes ticked, and I'm like, you know what I'm gonna do now? I am gonna just veg out and binge a TV show. Or I'm gonna play this video mm. game I haven't started yet. And I'm just gonna play it. That should be comforting for me. But part of me is like, well, you could be Doing more work, you know, like there's a voice in there that's saying that that's mm-hmm. me giving up or that's me slacking off or that's me, you know, and I hate that because
3: well you're you're also um doing a a, a transaction yeah I have earned something
1: oh right yeah
3: and so when have you ever fully earned anything <laughs>
1: <laughs> right no you're right that's a yeah. that's an interesting And so we
3: have to break down like that transactional thing and I think that's a lot of American parenting. That's
5: interesting. um, Has created
3: that. Well, if you do this, then you can have this. I mean I uh bribe someone to try out for baseball i'll admit it
5: yeah
0: <laughs> what um, about
3: looking for some uh, adult
0: softball leagues in your area Those yeah, are, you know. yeah. Hmm.
3: honestly live my own life is what yeah. you're saying yeah. you're exactly right and yeah. turns out <laughs> turns out my kid's third grade teacher plays the softball leagues all summer and is like so you want to play i'm like i've been i've been solicited at least five times in my life to play in a softball league
1: <laughs> yeah you should do it why don't you
3: <laughs> I have a sign on my forehead that says She's got a wicked fast. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> you should do so it. the point is this: like, we can do that because I think it's a it's crucial, especially winter is coming. I think everyone might be aware of this, and other November events might be happening. And like, how are we comforting ourselves? And can we can we shift that a little bit to self-care? So it's still comfort, but that it, it actually cares for us. Um, because if we could take the transaction out of that statement you just made, Scott, and yeah. quiet that voice down. Yeah and then you saw it as self-care, it's not about deserving or not, it's about treating yourself well, Yeah. then, I mean, it's a different story, isn't it? Yeah. Then you don't have to do it longer. Then, then it's good for you. You do what feels, the amount that feels good, and then you stop.
5: Yeah.
3: Like That's the thing about this sort of starvation mode that it, whether it comes to food or other things, um, it means our whole system is like never starve, so then it's going to use all its power to get you to crave everything right. and then never stop. Right. So then we get in these cycles and they're terrible and we feel crappy. So then on top we've got, we're not just an animal doing that. We're a, a human that then goes, I'm a worthless piece of crap because of this. Right. So we have this, all these layers and we've got to just a stop all of the layering and figure out like at, a, at the core we're valuable and we deserve to have good things that make us feel good and, and healthy and, and 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 safe and when we can do that and treat ourselves to those things, there's a lot less of the need to binge not a lot less of the need to run away and escape and you know because you're your your insides are trusting you to take care of it yeah so that's kind of the the thing
1: well uh, uh, I shared <laughs> by the way I just shared uh a photo of you playing baseball when you were younger on the on the stream so just to, you know.
3: Thanks for doing that. Yeah,
1: no problem. It, it's a good one. You're standing, yeah, it looks like you're about to steal a base or do something like that. I'll, I'll give Brian. Is a my
3: hair, is my hat like 20 feet off my head? Uh. I feel like there was like a whole era where the hats, and I have a normal size head, but just. I don't. How
1: did you get the normal size head? Mine's gigantic. What, how I don't know. Does that my
3: whole family work? has gigantic heads.
1: No, you have a helmet on, and it looks like what you're doing is like maybe you were headed home.
3: Oh yeah, that's a good one. You can share that one. Yeah, I I should. Looks like high school or
1: junior high or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's high school. Yeah. Anyway, so just you know, look at me. I'm going
3: to steal home base.
1: You do look like you're going to steal home base.
3: (laughs) I know. I stopping. I'm stopping myself. I was about to.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, this thanks is good for stuff. making that public yeah, sure. no problem I like to publicly put things out there of my family that they mm-hmm, don't agree to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, best of luck to not only this parent but anyone who this may resonate with and um, that book again just for those looking for it is Intuitive Eating you can find it on Amazon um, lots of used versions of it as well if you're trying to save money they're like three bucks four bucks um, I've got one that's from a library or was used or was part of a library collection that is now only six bucks so it's coming to me next week so
0: anyway Ooh, it's gonna be covered with covid
1: well see that'll be the fun right is me closing <laughs> that thing down and see what I can do but um yeah, yeah. I've 17 man it's a hard time to be alive but I think Wendy's got some good ideas so let us know how that goes Wendy have a fantastic week people check out realsteps.org if all of that made no sense and you want to see what that's about go check it out realsteps.org org.
3: So- November are not quite ready to go yet. So, but just go check it out and you can put, be put on an email list and we'll let you know when. Yeah. To sign you up. Go
1: just bookmark that thing and get in there. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Wendy. We'll see you next week. Bye right, now. Thanks,
3: guys. Bye. <laughs> see ya. Bye now.
1: I love that she's sad that he won't play baseball. I just freaked
0: Yeah, out it. <laughs> I love that he's into music. You know, I, that's like, yeah, oh, no, cool, no all right.
1: Music and art. He loves to draw and he loves music. He's She's basically raising me and I love it. I love mm-hmm. it. I love it because mm-hmm. I was the same way. I was his height. I was in great shape. I was a muscly kid, but thin and lean. Baseball, basketball, all that stuff could have been on the table. But I was like, no, man, I just want to draw. <laughs> and, I, and I'm sure this is how my yeah. parents felt. I love it
0: right oh All look right. there's the uh there's the photo he put in the in our discord too cool.
1: Sidian you're a cranky. Sidian's cranky. you notice that of course. Ever, how cranky well, he is? yeah he leaves for a bunch of time and says, "Oh I just went to go Benji. Are they still going? <laughs> <laughs> he's
0: being sarcastic because uh you know Benji something comfortable like he's he's always he's cranky. playing
1: off of the uh I think the topic cr- I think he's cranky. Or right. he's just cranky. he's probably just be cranky. could be both. He could be both. Why not both? Why not both? Fan service! Fan service time. We're going to give some fan service out to Craig, who sent in an email that said, um, we would like Scott Johnson. Oh, he wants me to be on a show. Oh, I didn't even read this in, in detail. Here's what it says.
0: <laughs> he actually says, would like to Scott Johnson on our show. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> the subject line. <laughs> uh,
1: would like to, and then even the body. Would like to Scott Johnson on our show, Radiant Creators. Let's rock it. Check us out Looks- here
0: looks like a uh, form letter
1: it might be Radiantcreators.com slash about
5: <laughs>
0: have
1: listened to the instance for years recently getting back into the wow game and we're happy to find the instance still rocking along uh you and you are doing so much content and would love to chat with you about your shows and art and what it's like to be a creator and that journey you've inspired uh and sorry you have been very inspiring and someone that any content creator can learn a crap ton from craig and aaron check out aaron's uh on the or check out aaron's about page anyway the page is radiantcreators.com and sure it's a, it's still a thing i can you know fan service even if i'm never on there and it may of be course. one day i don't know i might be i don't do a lot of guest stuff these days because i'm just too damn busy but you
0: are a creator and you are often radiant. Yeah, I'm very so Super
1: radiant. Radiant as hell, man. Look at this radiant. <laughs> anyway, that's uh that's uh, radiantcreators.com. All right, that's going to do it for the show. A reminder that tomorrow at about 2:30, so an hour earlier than normal than the normal PM time slot. We're doing an open for everybody, so there's no locked in, you know, Patreon thing happening here. We're doing a playdate tomorrow. And uh it's going to be fun. So please come but play we, some games with us and hang out.
0: Okay. Well, we always throw a few answers and a few, uh, you know, extra likes to our patrons. So oh, for sure, know, yeah. their drawings get a few extra thumbs up from us They're, uh Oh yeah. During trivia murder party, I'll PM, uh, DM them or PM private message. Some answers to them.
1: For sure. We love them. Yeah. I'm smelling this vagina candle. Give me just one second. Uh,
0: Treadnecks. starts about an hour before normal PM time. Was that? Was that uh, Gwyneth Paltrow? You were just uh...
1: yeah, it was Gwyneth Paltrow's uh, uh, vagina, right here. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, yeah, I actually really like the smell of this thing. <laughs> it, it seems like we're. I haven't lit it yet. It's yet to be lit. It just sort of sits here. I'm going to light it today. I'm, That's what's happening. Maybe
0: maybe it smells horrendous when you light it. <laughs> I think <laughs> it smells good when it's unlit and then you light it and it's like oh my god
1: that's yeah I'm gonna do that on Monday I'll report back on how that thing smells lit and we'll let you guys know about that in the meantime thank you for all your support at our Patreon that's how we uh, keep the show running so head on over and help us out patreon.com slash TMS and as always for everything else you're looking for it's over at frogpants.com slash TMS okay Let's do... What do we have left? Oh, we have a song. Let's do a song. You have a song? A
0: song. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, by the way, big thanks to Dreadnecks, who is putting together or has put together a Spotify playlist of all the Indie in the Middle songs that oh. uh, we played on the show this year. So cool. if you want to go back and listen to those...
1: That's awesome. What we,
0: yeah, what we should do is probably make a tiny.cc TMS Spotify or something like that. We could totally so do that. that uh, or, Spotify TMS, just so there's not two S's right next to yeah, each
1: other. Either that or I can just put... Well, for sure, I'll put the link in the page. Put a so, link to it, yeah, on the page. Yeah, yeah we'll just make sure. it so they go one place and get everything. That works. Super
0: cool. Yep. Super cool. Yep. All right, let's uh, let's go to Nate W from Maine who requested. He says, "Hey, scab and booger, oh. Oh. Wow. my wife, my wife Stephanie and I are joyfully celebrating our first first quarter year married on October first. She played this song for me the first day she told me she loved me. Oh. I'm going to introduce her to the podcast. Oh, sorry. And I thought it would be cute to have this show up." A note to Stephanie, you're an amazing mom, stepmom, wife, and friend. Here's to forever and eight days. Love Nate. I'm sure, there's a story behind that. Three months down, forever to go, or forever to go go. He wrote, "Love the show though." <laughs> Maybe that's it. Three months down, forever to go go. Love the show though. And that's probably the. I love the, it. Uh, yeah, the reference there. Yeah. Uh, thanks, guys. And uh, he wanted to hear a cover of "Can't Help Falling in Love." This is one of those few songs that that was originally done by Elvis Presley and he he covered a lot of stuff and made it his own but um can't help falling in love is was uh, was originally performed i don't know if it was originally written by Elvis but uh, was originally uh, performed by Elvis Presley and um uh, back in the blue hawaii days oh, i'm wow. looking to see if uh Long yeah written by Hugo Peretti Luigi Creatore and George David Weiss and it's based on the melody of Placide d'Amour, a popular French love song composed in 1784. So even there, sorry, you uh uh I guess it's uh, still it's still a cover.
5: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah. Wah.
0: Um just seeing if there's any other okay, good. Yeah, this is a song that gets covered by a lot of people. And um the one I'm picking though, kind of sticking with the the um the foreign written style of it, right? Hugo Peretti, Luigi Creatori, sound Italian. Uh, I think this performer might be from Spain, Uh, just based on the name. The band is called Ultraje a Rigor. Somebody please translate that for me. And it's really the only rockin' version of Can't Help Falling in Love that I have in my library. But this rocks, and I'm playing it for you. Here's Can't Help Falling in Love by Ultraje a Rigor.
1: Of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. You're all a lot of hooey
5: to me.